He's a dude, she's a dude, we're all dudes, hey, reference. Please don't tap the table. (laughs) And he's like, what? And I'm like, but we're all dudes, hey? And he's like, I don't get it. What kind of weird California dream are you living in? Um, If you watched Nick at Night. I did not. Oh. It was a movie. It was also a movie. Yes. It was also It's the Keenan and Kel movie. Oh, I didn't, I did not see that at all. It was a long time ago. It was an MTV thing. I missed all the way out on that. Yeah, it was, it was Nick at Night, but it was also associated with no, MTV. It was, uh, it was Teen Nick. What are you talking Teen about? Nick. <laughs> yes, that too. Nick, at, Nick at Night is what is what Golden Girls reruns played on. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. TGIF, TGIF came right before Nick at Night. No. Yes. TGIF yes. is on ABC. What are y'all? I don't know what either of you are talking about. <laughs> I don't know who raised me TG, to not know what's happening. TGIF really was old. broadcast television. Nick at Night was on Nickelodeon. Yeah, I know. TGIF was broadcast television on ABC, no. the Disney-owned channel. I remember watching I Dream of Genie and not on Nick. What was, what was or Nick, Nick at Night? Night? No, because they had, they had Clarissa Explains It All. Snick. And they had, yes, Snick! <laughs> Saturday Night Nick. That's it! It wow. was Snick. That's it. Oh my gosh, I'm so old. Jeez, I know. I ask, better register asking for me AARP. if I know about Good Burger and then saying a bunch of stuff that doesn't exist. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, in my repressed memory of my teen, early teen years, I have crushed all of that into one small module that consists of TGIF, I guess. I love you call no. it a module. That's you being an academic. You're doing That's great. It. Nodule, right? That's it. Nodule. <laughs> uh, no, uh... Uh, TGIF was like uh, Family Ties Like Steve Urkel was on TGIF uh, Dinosaurs was TGIF uh, It's all those like family comedies I remember that Yeah, it was, that Not was TGIF that was, yeah. it was all family It was all ABC family sitcoms Jeez, I'm fucking old. I'm sorry, Kinkcast listeners. I just got a little nostalgic in my... In my it's all right. We only spent three minutes talking about that. Yeah, no, we went full ham I really tried to get, and... us, to get us focused on things, but I'm just feeling so yeah, nostalgic. It's, it's, what are you trying to get us to focus on, Dana? I was thinking about Good Burger and how fantastically horrible <laughs> oh, of a Jesus. movie that is. <laughs> is that the... That because, was, that, because that was an alley-oop that she shoved into the, like, the opponent's <laughs> face and was like, yeah, I caught the... I caught it, right? You just wanted me to catch it and throw it to the ground? Like it the Harlem a, Globetrotters, <laughs> another defunct uh, uh, franchise yeah. from the 90s. That was like that was like a soft like bounce pass that Dana just swatted out of bounds. <laughs> like, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what? Welcome to Kinkcast. How y'all doing? Segway. <laughs> Segways are weird. <laughs> yeah. we, Some, we, sometimes people ignore them. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> well, to be fair, we're talking about a pretty interesting topic carrying on from our uh, Sagittarius episode from last week, I'm really excited to kind of talk about not the male aspects, but the female aspects of the Sagittarius sign. You mean we're carrying on with our continuing, ongoing 
reporting about uh, the horny zodiac. The, the horny, horny zodiac. zodiac. Or well, kinky zodiac, whichever <laughs> one I named the series that <laughs> I can never remember until I'm about to post the episode. You the called Z- it the, the kinky zodiac. The and Z- then the somehow Zodican? it became horny. <laughs> because to be fair, once we hit Scorpio, things went like super horn dog. Which no, was I was Le- really upset about because I happened to be a Scorpio. So, it was the Libra episode. So, but who are you? I'm, I'm Dana. This is Chris. But we also have a fantastic return. Are we guest. not going to do introduce yourself with a question like we always do? Oh, let's do it. Let's. Uh, let's do it. Who wants yeah. to go first? Well, Dana ruined what's my joke qu- from last time. What's, what, what's this? What's our question? What's our question today? <laughs> Chris, question. Chris for her. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Last week we did. <laughs> last week I tried to do. Which archer would you like to be? Oh, which there, was fantastic. There are a ton of those. But okay, so what's the question for tonight? Uh, what mythical creature would you like to be? Hmm. They are centaurs as well as archers. I was about to say, dibs on not going first. Oh. Okay, I'm uh, going to speak on behalf of take... Proud Mary. Proud Mary would definitely want to be a mermaid. Okay, I'm, I'm going to uh, take another note from Proud Mary, and I'm going to be that weird ant lion thing that she sent me a, a picture of. Ant lion? There is, there is a mythical creature that's called like a, a Michlerin or something mm-hmm. that uh, she just sent me pictures of. And apparently it's a real mythical creature that we want to do re- more research about because it is a combination of an ant and a lion. But it's not like an ant lion, as like some people in the South might recognize hmm. ant lions, the little burrowers. Yeah. It is like the a lion that has ant parts, and the pictures are very funny. Well, that's not intimidating <laughs> at all. And I think is that a D and D thing? And I think ant it might lion? actually be a mythological thing because, like, it you know, is like, okay. like, you know, like a manticore is just like, yeah, not a manticore. What is it? The one with the goat head and the lion head and the snake tail. I think that is yeah. a that's not a manticore. Manticore has got the the arrows that shoot out. Chimera. Chimera. That's the one. Or a sphinx. That's what I was going to say. I would like to be a sphinx. So you're just going to stand still and wait for stand people still, to show up? Stand still, tell riddles, and if you can't answer it, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> I'm going to eat you. <laughs> That's it. I uh, and I also, uh, I do believe hungry Proud boy. Mary wanted to be the <laughs> Ursula type creature when we did our question about that. Oh, where you're like half human and half octopus mm-hmm. okay. which is also a real mythological creature that is not a mermaid it's something different that's got a different name and <laughs> they are oh. like all the pictures we saw of them super hot <laughs> all those poor unfortunate souls an interesting case could be made for arachne though yeah. the woman that um i think it was athena turned her into a spider uh-huh. thing uh-huh. yeah Oh, my name's Chris, by the way. She was the one that wove some pig. She was trying... No, girl. I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm just expanding on, on Perfect, though. That was, that, was a, that was a well-placed joke. Thanks. Well done. I am a yeah, fan of the show. It does sound like a well-placed joke. It sounds like it was an even more well-placed joke when I did it during the Scorpio episode, because that was about arachnids. Charlotte That says, never happened. Charlotte says... I definitely did not borrow material from Chris. Some pig. Some pig. Some pig. pig. She so, also, Rob she is says, a sphinx? I would, yes, I would choose sphinx. If I can't choose an actual deity, I would choose the sphinx. You do go by Rob on the show, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Some people go by different names, and I can't remember no, if we gave you a different name. I, I just, I remember saying my last name on the show once, and I'm like, whoops. <laughs> All right. And da- Donna, Diana. Um, I prefer Zool. There is only Zool. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, the Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, the trailer came out today. What? I actually haven't is seen the trailer yet. Weaver in uh, it? 
I doubt it. I don't think so. Paul Rudd and uh, Finn Wolfhard is in it. The the main kid from uh, the kid from Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah, he's been he's been very quickly typecast as that kid from Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, Stranger no. Things, who just does just weird stuff. Yeah, he, he is in small towns where weird stuff happens. Yeah. Because yeah. the yeah. movie is apparently taking place in a small town. Great. He set it for any Stephen King film ever. Yeah. That's great. Let's not talk about Stephen King because that's going to open up a whole world of distracting things that we just won't for, talk about the topic. For you <laughs> and for Chris as well. Um, okay, if I were to be some kind of mythical being, I'd yeah. want to be... Um, what is it that's like a half angel, half human? It's uh, like a... An Asmir. A Nephilim. Nifl- oh, yes. A uh, in, in D&D, in D&D it's, it's an Asmir. Asmir. Mm-hmm. And I, it's my favorite race because pronoun- it sounds been, like an Asmir. I've, been pronoun- I've, been pronoun- <laughs> I've just been pronouncing it Asmir. I think that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Okay, good. Or Or because it's a- A-E-S-M-I-R, right? It's I think it's just two A's. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it is two A's. So, yeah, I, I was going to say maybe it's like... Asmir, mm-hmm. but well, you really, you're, you're trying to give it a really cool like um, no, just, Norse dig. Yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> it just kind of sounds like Asmir, like, so that's we, how I like to pronounce it. Well, there you go. We really like mythology on this podcast, we which we've actually done a lot, especially when oh, yeah? it comes to our. Um, I haven't been spook, here in so long. So our spooking cast episodes. We usually talk about spooky things that have to do with mythology. Spooking cast so. is our Halloween episodes. Hey, yeah, those are and those are yeah. my favorite episodes. Let's just do a whole other podcast. We We've talked about it. We've discussed it <laughs> on multiple occasions. And so we just tie it in here. And I we will get, gladly be there every time. I always, have I have many recordings of many uh, pilot episodes of podcasts that have been started <laughs> when everyone here was shit-faced and said, let's record a different podcast. No, no, and no, then no, I no. try to record it afterwards. And then we try to record it immediately afterwards. And I'm like, oh, <gasps> Oh, we were real drunk. No one can ever hear this. <laughs> just call it. Just call it the God's Cast and be done. Yeah, uh, God's Cast. There is an eight-hour recording. Eight hours? What were you doing? I was not here for this. Uh, Dana was there for the start of it, <laughs> and like you can hear clearly. Everyone forgot that there was a mic on. Oh, <laughs> that's so, that's no good. So it is just like. We start drunk and it gets worse and worse, and like new people are showing up. You can hear the door opening and closing. Yeah, the bells on the door new, just jingling. New people are showing up and getting like bringing bottles of wine, and then like people are leaving, and it's just like, was this some kind of like private like Illuminati wine night that I wasn't invited to? No, we had just recorded an episode, <laughs> a, and Chris and recording. Proud Mary were okay. kind of hanging out here, and um, they proceeded to have friends over and as you do, as you discuss highfalutin uh, pseudo intellectual. <laughs> Um, I'm sure some fantastic stuff. Oh, yep, that was it. Highfalutin pseudo intellectual stuff. Yeah, yes, sweet. Because that's what comes out when you drink is all the the really the high um, intellectual percolated mm. um, sort of material that you know wells up in the brain. You gotta let that out. Isn't there the kind, of, the, kind of, the kind of publishable material that wins you like Nobel? Nobels. Isn't there a rap song? Absolutely, absolutely. Isn't there a rap song like about that? Percolate. They're <laughs> Are you stuck? Percolate and listen. No. Stop. Percolate and listen. I'm done with you forever. This is the worst. I need to contact so, my uh, friends that are DJs. I just and have sat down. This. We've been here for like 10 minutes. We have not. 
touched the topic at hand. We're just going for it. Thank God we have fantastic editors. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're waiting for uh, or uh, stay tuned for Dana and I's new rap album, <laughs> Percolate. <laughs> Percolate and listen. It's gonna yeah. brew up some new traditions. I don't know. <laughs> You're doing so well. Ah, you did great. Somebody The trick her. is to think one rhyme ahead. Only the one. It's like chess no, with words. Because too far and then you flub up. It's no, that, I, I have heard that like the trick to freestyling is not to think of what you are trying to rhyme with. Think of like a rhyme and next. then uh, pull back. Yeah, it's like it's like chess with words. Yes. Yeah. Well, if I ever need that technique during now you know, um, I mean, you you were spontaneous there. karaoke. I will be ready. Yeah. <laughs> spontaneous, whatever that is. Spontaneous karaoke with no lyrics. Yeah, they're just gonna start. There's they're just, just gonna drop a beat a, and wait for me to sick, carry it away. Just a I think that's sick bass line, and they're waiting for you to yeah. go ham. There's I think that one just you know, called freestyling, Dana. She's got that one friend that just starts. <laughs> and no bar that we go to does that. So. Okay, okay, darn. I missed out. Dana, Dana goes There's up the... and is like, I'm here for the uh, spontaneous karaoke contest. <laughs> is that what she sounds do, like? Do, Rap no. battle? No, I'm just, I'm imagining it's like battle. super nerdy. It's like, do you mean the freestyle contest? No, the spontaneous karaoke contest. The spontaneous karaoke contest. <laughs> Hit me with that metronome. <laughs> Hit me with that metronome. <laughs> all right. Let's get into it, shall we? Because these are already normally very long episodes. So Sweet. Let's, let's, let's make them longer. Uh, <laughs> continuing on with our continuing series. Continuing, continuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are doing the Sagittarius Woman this week. Sweet. And uh, it is the sign of sexual splendor. That sounds amazing. Splendiferous. What dates does she have? What dates does she have? Uh, November 22nd through December 1st. I was going to make sure to say that because I know Dana wants to bring that up every episode. Always important. I mean, mean, if if people are listening, that's important to hear. So, you are the holiday of Thanksgiving, but not Christmas. Oh. Yeah. You know what? Some people's sparkle finishes a little sooner than others. What? <laughs> sometimes, so. sometimes you let the the silence speak for you. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> so it is the Maven. Okay. Please don't eat my wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the Maven. The Maven in life's rich pageant, Sagittarius woman is the contestant most likely to walk away with the crown. A radiant regal figure, she presides over experience, exuding an air of deservedness directed toward all that she desires. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the Leo female? Like, No, this is... It's very similar to the Leo female because theirs are both fire signs. I'm getting some serious, serious Leo females. Yes, both fire signs. Fair. Apparently, fire signs are just like uh, the best signs in the world. Well, yeah, we are. Uh, okay. Um, no, the, go, ahead, go ahead, continue. I'm not about to... Go ahead. No, no, no. I, it's fair, because <laughs> you are also a half half fire sign? No, well, I mean, sign. so Scorpio, so Scorpio, I really... Is Scorpio a fire sign? Scorpio's a water sign. Scorpio's water. a water sign. Okay, but, yeah. I'm a fire sign. I looked it up. I know that it's ruled by Pluto and Mars, and, and um, Mars is generally a fire attribute, but... 
at the same time, whenever I see fire sense, I'm just like, I'll put you out. I'm water. I was also, uh, <laughs> I was also very annoyed by the designation that they're ruled by Pluto because, as I said, Pluto wasn't discovered until the 50s or 60s. So that sounds way too recent for an astrological designation. That's Did fair. Did it mean Pluto ruled by Pluto the planet or ruled by Pluto the, planet. the god? It's astrology, okay. not not Greek mythology. I mean, it should be, but. <laughs> Astrology is mythology because it is the stars combined with mythology. Mm -hmm. But anyway, continue. uh, No, I was just saying the fire signs are all, all, every single fire sign is super glowing as everyone that we've done so far is just like, oh, they are so great. They're so grand. And I despise Leo males, but you know, (laughs) go back to listen to our Leo episode. If you want to hear about how Leos think that they're God's gift to man and woman and uh, that they cannot be denied because they are too great. Oh, wow. It's true. It's I actually, true. I, I never actually made the connection. I don't, think, I don't think I know a lot of Leo. They're people. lions. They're the king of the jungle. I understand the concept, but like, I, did I just say I didn't and didn't understand the concept? Whatever. Do what, what Chris and I do. We wait until our friends on Facebook pop up with birthdays during that particular period. And then period. you just pick And them. then we're like, oh my God. Okay, this is just me. I'm Does like, oh my god, that's exactly who that person is. We have a lot to get through. I'm sorry. <laughs> to her, the world is an abundant place where she can reach out and grab all she envisions. Struggle is anathema to sad. Anathema? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. What'd I say? Mark that too. <laughs> Wait, which one is Mark? Uh, well, it's not that button. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I would be helpful since your keyboard doesn't work. Look at that. There it is. Little bitty guy. All right. The bud. Little bud. Little bitty guy. She appears the perfect leader. One who who has it all. Brains, body, beauty, and the ability to amass as much devotion from others as she does coin for her own coffers. Sounds really nice. Wealth, it would seem, is her personal birthright. A vividly glamorous character, Sag does not merely slip into situations. Rather, she explodes onto the scene. Not one to live on love alone, she makes a successful match with a man who will share the auspice of power couple. Drawn to dashing fatherly figures who indulge her trademark fairy-type expectations. Conversely, in a same-sex bond, she seeks a serious-minded mentor, who might expose her to a world of knowledge and vast cultural influences. How oh my gosh. interesting. Oh my okay. gosh. Okay, so I do know one of these. Mm-hmm. And I actually mm-hmm. was best friends with her during my Lara Croft period of my life, where I really wanted to learn how to be like a tough badass bitch. Yeah. So basically like an archaeologist, but like a video game character. Yeah, but I also learned how to throw <laughs> knives and shoot guns, and I was competing with the IDPA at Oh, the that's time. right. I remember that. Yeah, so it was a period of my life where I was just like, I just want to learn everything. Anyways, so one of my best friends at the time, who's still my friend... She actually ended up, yeah, um, she ended up um, being really close with me and she started, we decided to take a self-defense class and she ended up dating the guy who was the, um, oh shit, what's the term? Sifu. The Sifu of the dojo who did our um, self-defense class and now they're married. So she married somebody who's got like influence and, and knowledge about a, an obscure Can I of? just take a guess at his sign? Sure. I don't know his sign, but I have to look it up, but why? Uh, was he the Pisces? I'll have to look it up. Because he was seafood? 
Oh, oh that was really shit. No, absolutely not. Thank you. I'll be Dad here all week. The worst in America. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh, I don't know. That's under debate right now. <laughs> let's not get I too. Mean, po- let's not get too political. We here, try yeah. to. Yeah, we. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so, I get you. That was a uh, twenty minutes to get to the summary. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're doing great. Uh, so next is the sign in mind. Mm-hmm. The sag woman lives a life of exhalation. Exhalation. Not She's waiting to exhale? Yes. Oh. Uh, for her being born to the sign ruled by mighty Jupiter, the planet representing the astrological principle of expansion, optimism, growth, and wealth, means she can't help but view existence as a state in which the stakes are perpetually high. So just larger than life is what I'm hearing. Yes. I mean, she's ruled by the planet that biggest is named planet. after, but not just the biggest planet, the Zeus. Yeah. It's named after <laughs> Zeus. Uh, and the she, she sounds like a more selfish Libra. Um, oh. I mean, that's not, that's not untrue. Cause the quadrants, the way they are designed is that, you know, they have a sign. Usually it's opposite. And then the third in that quadrant is the, uh, combination of those two signs. Mm-hmm. And as we saw with the Libra, the Libra was like the shining light. Mm-hmm. The Scorpio was like the inner darkness. The pool. Yeah. And then this is the synthesis of the shining light and inner darkness of the mind because this is the mind quadrant. And usually the third sign is also the transitional sign. And so it is the sign that is transitioning from the mind quadrant into the spiritual quadrant, mm-hmm. which is the next quadrant. And so the tra- the combination of those two is supposed to be a more uh, psychological uh, mm-hmm. a- aspect. Mm-hmm. I just became a tad more attracted to you because you're just like super knowledgeable about all this. He really <laughs> is. But this is the part oh, where yep. you should offer your PSA. Here's my disclaimer. Uh, I don't believe any of this. I think it is all completely bullshit. I have been criticized personally by uh, people who... I think that I do believe all this and I am lying about it completely. That's no, that's totally fair. So but the fact that you've like done the research and like yeah. made taking yes. the time to do all this is just you're you're doing great. If you're going to it. criticize something, you should be knowledgeable about it. I absolutely Gemini's agree. That is why I have read every Twilight book. Two sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. So how much makeup do you have to use for both those faces? Uh, I usually just use cocoa. <laughs> I usually just use cocoa butter. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> so uh, uh, it, this sign corresponds with Juno, the the queen of the gods. Mm-hmm. So uh, also a fantastic film. Oh yeah. god! Uh, written by Diablo Cody. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, Sag Woman is the quintessential haughty matriarch. A vehemently proud personage who holds herself up as a paragon of perfect womanhood. Such prosperity is often often overcompensation for a lack of confidence in her femininity. But the fact remains that she exhibits an elevated sense of self that demands she is treated like a queen by her man. She believes wholeheartedly in the sanctity of relationships particularly marriage and is not one to be even ever so slightly slighted on that score slightly slighted yes all right i like her she's proud she knows what she wants she's gonna get what she wants or else she's gonna move on to something else i like her what else and do it, you have? It also, so, does, it also doesn't seem like she's going to be petty about it. It seems like no. if she's not getting what she needs from mm-hmm. that relationship, she's just going to move on 
and she's going to be a queen somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like she can just dominate whatever country she rolls into. Yeah. Uh, and, Which uh, is something that's very respectable. I agree. Uh, Rob, since it is your first time on yes. one of these episodes, uh, this book loves alliteration. Okay. And so uh, I will get tongue-tied quite a bit. No, that's totally <laughs> and, uh, fine. And sometimes it does reach and go for a slightly slighted. A slightly slighted. Whereas the previous sentence was just all peace. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I just caught the S's. I was like, no, that's... Oh. Yeah, I when I read that, I was like, slightly slighted. That's mm. the... That's the best your uh, thesaurus could have come up with? Okay. Yeah. Did they use one? Probably. I so. uh, almost. <laughs> I I assure you they used the thesaurus. <laughs> there are too many, like, $5 words in there for it. Yeah. <laughs> and and there are times where you're like, that word? I mean, okay, that works with the alliteration, but that's not a word that anyone uses in day-to-day conversation. There it is. All right, so what's next? Uh, For the sag woman, astrology's own high and mighty Hera, a sense of omnipotence is not something she needs to be granted. It is already her special province. However, she often ends up in struggles with a mate whose male ego won't easily allow for the outsized status sag typically seeks to gain or maintain. The archeress requires a partner who is as powerful as she so you said Hera, and whenever I read stories about Hera, it always seems like, <clears throat> pardon me, it always seems like she is playing second fiddle to her husband, who is doing whatever he wants to do, mm-hmm. and she doesn't seem to have a whole lot of power. So I think that this sign is really cool, because from what I've heard so far, this sign gives more power to the idea of Hera, mm-hmm. because whenever I've seen her or heard about her, she seems like the wife who's just going to have to drink her sorrows away because she's married to, like... The big man and what else is she going to do? So I think that this sign is really super cool because yeah, it gives her more power. It gives well, oh. in a sense you have to think of her as the woman who actually gets a lot of things done too. That's because true. Zeus is so busy off dilly dallying with yeah. cows and whatnot. Um, no, no, he turns into a cow. Yeah, he turned her into a cow. No, he turns into a cow. He turns that into too. He does all kinds of. He also turned into too. a swan and fucked a lady and. There's there there have been a bunch of damn things. Uh, that's actually strange because I, I wonder if so like the there's getting shit done. That I I fair. I do wonder if there's the more mythological that. stories that I just am not familiar with because it does describe her as Juno, who, as myth would have it, was the one deity capable of reducing her almighty husband to a comically henpecked character. Yep. So I'm wondering if there's just like more stories that we aren't as familiar with because it does make it seem like. She had a hand on his balls. Well, she did. Honestly, Because there was a couple of stories where he was after somebody and she stepped in and was like, nope. And then like turned them into something else. And so. Yeah, but that's her taking it out on his exploits. Not. Sure. Absolutely. Her taking it out on him. Because that was what I was going to bring up too, is that usually her retribution has been directed towards. The woman. The woman, not. Not not the person who perpetrated the actual. Yeah. Right. Well, but what can you do to another god? That's true. But the funny thing is, like, okay, so you're coming at it from um, a literary place, mm-hmm. whereas I'm coming at it from just a general picking up bits and pieces here and there. Sure. Playing video games, just being, you know, 
Yeah. A dumbass 27. Yeah, I played God of War. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is this which, a God of War reference? It, I mean, he kills all the... Yeah. And then this poor Hera just rolling in there with like a huge goblet full of wine that never empties. <laughs> she just... The poor babe. And so you have to you have to think about also what other people are exposed to when it comes to these kinds of things because I do agree that the Sagittarius woman would be a strong female in any kind of relationship. It's really interesting that Hera is the sign because Hera is misrepresented so much in a lot of media. Oh, she doesn't, so always, if see, we're talking she doesn't about, always seem the strongest. If we're talking so. about what people are exposed to, I'm pretty sure in Greek mythology, most of the people were exposed to Zeus. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. Zeus and Poseidon. In a very literal sense. In a sense, it almost seems like instead of carrying a re- constantly refilling goblet, she's kind of got this, like, she's a torchbearer for this relationship, <laughs> I guess. She's like, this just has to work. Yeah, this has to work. Cause we're already, we have to, we, I'm the power behind you and you're dilly dallying, but I'm going to like clean up after well, you. And it, and it certainly does give credence to the idea that behind every powerful man is a woman who's willing to deal with this mm-hmm. bullshit and just, and she is try to pick it up. She is him. kind of like cleaning house. <gasps> Are we getting to like, that? She is cleaning okay. She's house. cleaning up after him and trying to make sure that like yeah. his mistakes don't come back on them. Except he always produces other minor gods, more, and it's more, just more. like, okay, well, fuck. You're then the fuck. you're the god of I don't know cows. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> well, shit. Let's I'm get kidding. There's it. actually only 13 uh, major Greek gods according to this, but yeah. So let's get into it. Yeah. Is that is this is this? Are we on, on the right track here? Yeah. Uh, hey. So, uh, anyone less ambitious and successful than herself is a turnoff. While a mogul, self-made or otherwise, will always get her juices flowing. Hot. The SAG, <laughs> the SAG author Don Powell once wrote, Luxury is living within your means. Though this missive might sound noble on the surface, the oft-missed point is or the optimist point to this statement is that luxury to the Sagittarian mind mind can and should be had at any income level. It is the Archeress's one essential. Ooh, okay, all right. So she lives well and she works hard to live well. Yeah. Uh, and she's always going to put on a show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do like that. I do love a show. <laughs> The Sagittarius is the only mutable fire sign of the Zodiac, and though one might assign any number of interpretations and embodiments to such a designation, it is the image of lightning, that changeable fire in the sky, that best expresses the sign's most poignant meaning. Sagittarius, as the name implies, is associated with wisdom, intuition, dreams, and visions, additional tributes of the Ninth House. Like Lady Godiva, Sag woman hopes to demonstrate her thoughts and feelings in such a dazzling manner as will leave an inedible mark on people's minds. Expanding others' noggins with her own notions means an ever-growing global influence. Wow. That's one thing I love about this book Mm -hmm. is sometimes we get a lot of different um, characters to kind of look at. I remember with Gemini, we got um, Peter Pan and a couple of other like kind of kind of iconic figures to kind of look at and with this one saying Lady Godiva she's like I don't give a damn what you guys think I'm gonna challenge you, you and look at me right and naked I'm making my point and you can fuck off or if not you, like, if you like that you should pr- probably read through the chapters on your own sometimes because <laughs> I leave, you a lot of that I leave out a lot 
because usually there's like four or five literary references that then carry through the entire thing. And I'm just like, I'm just going to stick with the Godiva one or I'm going to stick with the Hera one or I'll stick with the Godiva and the Hera one, but I'm going to leave out the other four that you guys keep (laughs) piling on. It's like, well, it's nice because it gives you kind of a reference. Yeah. But I'm also like, let's stick with like two references. Let's not like just, yeah, you know, we don't, we don't need the whole, the like, What's it called? Like the sink and yeah. all the whatever. Everything but the kitchen sink. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I know sayings. You're doing great. <laughs> but it's interesting that we get Lady Godiva as kind of a figure to think about because that's literally what she was trying to do. She was like, you're going to fucking listen to me if I have to take my clothes off and ride a horse into town, you know? So, so And she that, wanted to make a show about it. Yeah. Yeah. You see, that's so much fun to me because I'm an actor and so it's so strange for a Scorpio to be someone who wants to be in front of people all the time Mm -hmm. but Hmm. I look at Sagittarius women and I'm just like alright cool if you're playing this game where there needs to be a lot of um, attention on you for your point to be heard then I'm here to help you do it like let's get in there let's make your point heard because I'm one of those weird ass Scorpios that likes people to pay attention to me so it's oh yeah talking over here my bad you're fine (laughs) <laughs> uh, and uh, 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 Rob, I, I don't mean to correct you, but I think you said that incorrectly. You're supposed to say, I'm an actor. Oh, an actor. <laughs> <laughs> You're the professional, but, you know. Yes, queen. An actor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Sagittarius, as I said earlier, is the third and final sign of the, qu- of the Zodiac's third quadrant, which is primarily associated with the mental capacity. Sagittarius is focused on communication with the universal consciousness the developmental the the development of a higher mind that connects us all on a psychological and physiological level thus overriding the limitations of our waking thoughts hmm. and it is supposed to lead us into the next quadrant with like spirituality and all that gotcha so gotcha. spirituality is the next one. Oh, very cool very cool it makes sense uh, Sag feels the deep need to make an impact. She embodies the adage, knowledge is power from early on. She is the model student dedicating to, or dedicated to making top grades, which will later serve as a ticket out of her childhood surroundings in sharp contrast to her opposite access sign of Gemini, whose domain is the familiar and familial. Sag is a born citizen of the world and the whole of her upbringing feels like being waylaid in customs. Is ah, do you feel attacked? <laughs> I, uh, I, <laughs> so I, I, I actually uh, completely disagree with this because <laughs> as it said, of course you do. the Gemini whose domain is the familiar and the familial, uh, I am someone who, uh, it isn't exactly on the best terms with my family, so. Hey. Well, Which no. is exactly what a Gemini would be. No, because they're supposed to be familiar and familial. I'm not. not I want a family. family you create. It's not with your yes, personal Yes, exactly. But no, the more I listen to um, the Sagittarius woman, the more I um, see myself because I was raised internationally. So I'm just like, huh, that's interesting that they can all kind of coincide as they will. But yeah, no, I was just raised internationally, and it's it's a huge part of who I am, and I love the hell out of that. Just yeah, I like having parts of different signs. Yeah, just works. That term, citizen of the world, yes, seems fitting. The, the global nomad. Yeah, yeah. Who just who just lives everywhere and yeah. nowhere. 
Yeah. Hey, me too. Hey. <laughs> I lived over in Europe when I was little. <laughs> Power to you. It's a great place to be. It is, and I wish I appreciated it Was there it right now? Yeah. Well, now, and I wish I had appreciated it more when I was little. I, I will agree with that. That's one of the big failings of children. Is we just go with it. And yeah, we don't appreciate <laughs> anything that's around us. Uh, so, Rob, one of the, the main things they leave out mm-hmm. is uh, something that was briefly touched on in this, and that in every single chapter, it tells us how the sign was raised. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. so we do need to know a little bit about the no. childhood. Not always. We don't usually talk about it. But. I don't, I'm, I'm just telling this to Rob because I've talked about it on our episodes multiple times. Mm-hmm. I leave that out because if I'm going to give any credence to astrology, I cannot give any credence to astrology ruling people that it is not directly associated with. That's fair. That's so parents. If yeah, if you have a child that is born between November twenty second and December twenty first, that doesn't change your sign. But according to this, your parents treat you differently. Oh, okay. so it does talk about how you're raised by your parents and all that, and I disagree. Okay. Uh, so I leave that out every episode. Good to know, though. Of all the women in the zodiac, Sagittarius is the most future oriented. Finding it difficult to live in the moment, she is prone to anxiety disorders. For her, the grass always seems greener up ahead. She is infamously plagued by thoughts of roads not taken. I should be a Sagittarius woman. I. That's how I feel a lot about these. <laughs> oh, as we go along, like oh, with our last one, Chris was like, "I might be a." Scorpio. I'm hearing more and more about. Or what was it? Uh, no, I, I might be a Sagittarius. Yeah. And again, <laughs> when I hit on this, I was like. Well, yeah. Is that not how just everyone feels every yeah. day? Does yeah. everyone not just like lay in bed going like, oh, if I, I just... could turn back time. <laughs> watch, watch. We're going to get there no and you're going to be like, you're, you're, some of the famous Sagittarius females are Cher. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those, those are coming up. So, okay, okay, okay. so now the body and soul. Mm-hmm. The Sagittarius woman loves, indeed lives to be seen. Okay. She makes a show. She is born understanding the power of first impressions, and she is always determined to make a glorious one. Sag will not be overlooked, underestimated, or in any way outshone. For her, life is as much pomp as it is circumstance, and she lives every day as if in celebration. Similarly, she herself expects to be celebrated. She is a beaming, upbeat character, one who positively glows as if literally lit from within. All of this sounds very Libra-like. Not sure how I was born in November, because <laughs> that's me to a T right there. <laughs> as a quick perusal of, list, of a list of notable SAG ladies reveals, the sign boasts a bevy of emblazoned women. Jane Austen. Mm. Louisa May Alcott. No way. She wrote Little Women. <clears throat> oh, there's a new Little Women movie coming out. Yeah, there is. Uh, George Eliot. Willa Cather. Emily Dickinson. Rita Mae Brown. Those who manage to shine through man-made social barriers and often literally get their stories heard. Personifying Hera's haughty aplomb. Sagittarius embodies the greatness of women, 
proving the so-called second sex possesses as much, if not more, superhuman prowess as the most high and mighty man. More, uh, Sagittarius, or famous, notable Sagittarius women, uh, these are actresses instead of the Writers. creator type, creative right. types, uh, which actors are creator types. Creative types. <laughs> Kim Basinger, uh, Daryl Hannah, Jane Fonda, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jane Fonda. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh. And Daryl Hannah. Uh, Susan Day, Tina Turner, Tina Turner, Tina yeah. Turner. <laughs> I'm from Rolling. Boston. I, have I never told anybody that? <laughs> I'm, Rolling on a river. Uh, Maria Callas. Calais. Calais. <laughs> yep, we're, we're hitting people that I don't recognize anymore. <laughs> Cecily Tyson. Cecily, Cecily Tyson. Tyson. That is a way I've never seen Cecily spelled before i'm not i'm not faulting you for it dude <laughs> dion warwick <sighs> don't make me over she uh singer okay so she's not like no relation to star wars warwick i don't <laughs> warwick, <laughs> warwick, <laughs> warwick davis <laughs> i don't think oh, so for yeah. the love of gemini chris <laughs> uh dorothy lamore Okay. Uh, Liv Ullman, Lee Rem- Remick, and Betty Grable. Grable. <laughs> okay. Betty Grable. Some of those are from like the 40s. Yeah, that's how this whole. It, no, no. Every it, time no. it does that. <laughs> They're real damn people, though, who honestly I know. fit those descriptions. The so. last only had Noel Coward. And I was like, oh! and Chris was like, you know that person, but you don't know this other person. And I'm Noel like, Noel Coward yeah. was one of the first playwrights I ever did a show like, a, like, yeah. I was I did one of his shows the first. Okay, the first time. But it was like someone extremely famous, yeah. And then Noel Coward, and you had no Noel idea. Noel Coward was extremely famous. No, but no. It, it. But he's older. Oh, that's and right. so okay. there was a newer person that was relevant that and you didn't new. Know. And was, I had no idea who that was, but I, I knew who knew Noel Keller. I don't remember who it was, but it was like so going like listing people off and being like George Lucas, Katie Noel Coward, and like just like <laughs> no, not a blink of the eye for all these people that are like extremely famous, like <laughs> the George most Lucas. famous people in I the world. I know George Lucas <laughs> because you look just like him. I do oh! not. No, no. Do not. George Lucas has a turkey neck. I have a neck. James Cameron. It's James Cameron. No, it is a young George Lucas that people say I look okay, like. There you go. I was right. The My first hair time. is much more tame than George Lucas's. Your hair is also fantastic. Let me just say that right now. Thank You're you. You're doing great. He You're knows. Great. He gets all the compliments on of it. Don't hold him up anymore. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you. It is. Uh, it is my uh, most proud physical attribute. <laughs> you do a tribute or attribute? No, a tribute. A tribute. Okay, cool. Attribute just... it to me. Uh, okay, cool. Great, <laughs> <laughs> where were we? Yeah, we're where were we? Something important, Chris. No sign boasts a more remarkable roster of glamorous glamazons. Oh, RuPaul. This, RuPaul's this book came out in 2001. Woman. Doesn't matter, RuPaul's a Sagittarius woman. Uh, <laughs> That's what it sounds like. A lineup of living, breathing depictions of uber-femininity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Veritable goddesses, as would seem beyond the grasp of mere mortal men. <laughs> Sounds, Damn right. I mean, honestly, it, it, doesn't it sound right though? RuPaul's a Sagittarius woman. That's what it sounds it like. That 
Not sure. Yeah. Not sure when she was actually born, but it sounds about right. I mean, she does make a. <laughs> she's determined to make a glorious appearance. Well, there so. it is. Let me see if I can do a look up while you keep educating me. Sag isn't interested in attracting anyone less than a similarly exalted icon of masculinity, one whom she considers head and shoulders above the rest. What is RuPaul? RuPaul is a Scorpio male. (laughs) (laughs) Well, RuPaul was born on November 17th. He's a Scorpio. Oh, but that's like cusp or whatever they say. What's what's on the cusp of of Scorpio after the actual season for it? Sagittarius. It's Sagittarius? Okay, well then, fair. Sagittarius ends what? The 21st? A Scorpio ends the 21st. Sagittarius begins the 22nd. Yes. And then it's the 21st of December. Right. Sweet. There it is. Oh. Basically. I mean, a Scorpio maybe it's that whole thing where it's like there's a 13th sign and it pushed everyone else's signs around. Yeah, and then that actually actually happened right now. What? Yeah. I ref- okay. Even though I don't really give much credence to this, I still refuse to change my sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've I, really, got- I really like being a Scorpio. Well, when's your... What's your... November, November 6th was my birthday. So you're probably solidly enough in the center that you're not going to get I'm not too worried pushed about it. Either way. Because <laughs> I'm like June 14th, which is almost like like dead center. Okay, gotcha. So gotcha. like even if that adjusted it, it's like it would have to adjust it by a week or more, mm-hmm. which it might. But I don't think because it ends the well, 21st. But that, so. that new sign happened like how many years ago? Like it happened a long time ago. It happened like a decade ago. I okay, yeah. so it's Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus is November 29th through the December 17th. It's a snake sign, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Look it up. Ophiuchus? Ophiuchus. O P H I U C H U S. Okay, (laughs) let's get back onto it, shall we? (laughs) Typically wholesome with a corn-fed beauty, she is as healthy in her body as she is in her mindful ambition. Born with an athletic build, solidly boned and sinewy, she is as much a potential tomboy as her fellow fire sign sisters, Ares and Leo. But unlike them, she seeks to subdue her more strapping qualities, going the extra mile to feminize herself in so absolute a manner as only the far-sighted archeress can do. Hmm. So she's always looking to the future. She's yes. always looking beyond. Always like, okay, I'm working hard right now for this thing in the future. Yes, and she's an archer, so she can see far. As it points out a lot. Yeah, I keep, right. I keep hearing a lot of them. Arrow and bow and arrow imagery. Long distance goals. That's fair. Yes. As a nod to the sign's horsey symbol. Okay. Her her body is streamlined. Her typically small breasts a mere afterthought, barely masking her pronounced pectorals. Her pelvis may be wide, which makes her pussy appear small and shy in comparison. I love how they give like actual physical descriptions of these people yes. while we're doing it. Oh, so that is that is another part of I don't put it I don't read at all the parental upraising. That's fair, yeah. 
I don't think that this applies at all, but it's interesting, so I'm gonna read it. Since we're a kink podcast, you can't leave this. You can't. You can't not say pussy in a kink podcast. <laughs> like you have to. Oh, what was Tell the me one about that pussy? There was oh. one. There was one that used <laughs> such a strange word that I have never heard for penis and vagina. That it was like four chapters back that I was like, her, her, her tuffle. Her tuffle. It was something so. It wasn't that. It was something. It started. <laughs> Her tough head. It started with a Q, but I was just like, "What?" I have never heard this term before, and it sounds so like cute <laughs> that it just sounded like they were just trying to like say pussy or vagina. Her, did you say queef factory? <laughs> Jeez, Jane. I was going for a no. Q word that's no. kind of cute. I don't know. Well, I mean, the word queef is not in and of itself no. very cute. No, no. <laughs> your, your, your quim factory, Dana? Her quim factory? I I believe I taught you that word. <laughs> you did teach you that word, and I resent you for it. You're doing great. It's going well. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. No, I love it. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, as I said, her pussy may appear shy and small in comparison. In any case, a typically unhairy affair, if only due to regular waxings. Her appearance is all important to the sag, who knows that her body is the best advertisement for a superior mate. The long-range-minded archeress leaves no stone unturned. And making herself some pampered queen. Hey. Don't we all want to be pampered queens? So uh, she I keeps mean. her uh, quim factory well manicured. Jeez. We gotta... <laughs> now I regret my decision. <laughs> I, I don't know. You gave me one of my new favorite terms. <laughs> just, very well, just very well manicured. In a former episode, we I was trying to like remain objective on the topic and was it the Leo episode, which I despise no, the Leo people? No, it was not one of those episodes because it was one that I was leading. It was not an astrology episode. And he decided to try and look up all the different words that you can come up with. <laughs> <laughs> all the different words, all the different terms you can come up with. That villainous for laughter. Female ejaculate. Yeah. Female ejaculate or pussy juice or quim. <laughs> quim, or yeah. What was the other words? There was one that you like, slurry. Like, oh, what? <laughs> Slittery? There was a bunch of different. There were a lot of them. Like, they were great. By the end of this episode, I was just like Crystal. You're just sitting on um, <laughs> freaking um, what is it? What's that? What's that fun dictionary website for the kids that they use now? The youths um, urban dictionary uh, <laughs> for the kids <laughs> for the for kids, the kids urban the dictionary because that like a d- two decades ago. Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> That's something from our childhood. <laughs> what are the kids using now? Urban dictionary. It's okay if you repressed it because I did too. Oh. But yes. All right. <laughs> Keep reading. Until I, I, until I interrupt you I don't you want again. to know what a fudge sickle is. Okay, that sounds Thanks, terrifying. Thanks, Urban Dictionary. I want to repress that. Fudge sickle? You just picked that up in the No, there is something where you, like, you take a shit. You put no, a, we're not talking you about that here. It, and then you use it no. as a... No! Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that does have a term. That stuck with me. I tried to repress it, but I worked in the oil field for a long time. You so actually, you actually can't repress things on your own. They just have to happen. Oh, it just has to happen. No, I, I believe selective amnesia. It has to. Just you said happen. working. You worked in the oil field. Yeah. Uh, doesn't that mean you just do a bunch of butt stuff? Our, Urban Dictionary, right? 
Whoa. <laughs> I'm pretty sure working in the oil field, if we look that up on Urban Dictionary, is like doing butt stuff. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Moving on. How you doing? Let's go. The SAG female is often catapulted to top professional positions, seeming to pole vault over any and all competi- competition because... Or, so say her detractors, she looks the part. Oh. What most people fail to recognize is that she actually put herself there. That giggly little girl act of hers isn't really an act at all, but rather a reaction to her realization that she is the most power-hungry, read, ruthless, broad on the astrological block. She is going to pair nicely with Leo. Yes. Partly because she doesn't want to be seen as a bitch. And partly because she feels bad that she often is one. She pours on the sugar all the more. That's the first time I've heard them say the word bitch in this thing. Pour that sugar on me. But, um, no. Honestly, whenever I see people who actively go after what they want in a work environment... I don't see them as a bitch. I I see them as somebody who really just knows what they want. Well, that's a... If it was a man, they would use the term assertive. Instead, because she's a woman, they'll use the term bitch. There are absolutely... That's what I was going to say. It's a gender bias. There's a gendered gendered, um, response to that. Absolutely. Lizzo knows. That's why uh, uh, Hillary Hillary Clinton was considered a bitch, and Donald Trump is a uh, piece of shit who... Well... Wow. We're getting political? We always get political. Uh, Dana, you need to practice drawing your peaches because I thought that was a tomato. (laughs) Looks like a butt to me. Trump is going to get (laughs) imtomatoed. He's going to get... There you go. Oh, it's supposed to be a peach. Well, it's... There's also a T. Impt-peached. Mount-peached. He's going to get mount-peached. I don't know how to salvage this situation. Okay, Trump is going to get peached. Impeached. Okay, that's... I, just so everyone knows, in case up. this doesn't get cut, we're watching Dana draw a peach and write the words, write the letters I am before it and E-D after it, i.e. Trump's going to get impeached. And um, none of us really know how well this will track once it actually gets edited and put online for everyone to hear. So... <laughs> Did you Podcast- <laughs> Podcasting is famously a visual medium. Absolutely, yes. Famously, I ha- almost exclusively. Yeah, I have a face for 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 podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do say video killed the podcasting star. Um, oh my god! Video, video killed. killed the radio star. Yes, we know that. That's where it came from. <laughs> I am that old. <laughs> <laughs> video killed the radio star. Okay. Did you think I was? making that phrase up <laughs> like did you think i thought i was making that phrase up <laughs> i just okay I, I just, we're, we're moving on please let's move on <laughs> as a nod to her optimistic jupiter rule she is the most convincing yes woman in the business yes woman never you know, that's damn enough. it yeah. i was going to make that joke you're doing great go ahead <laughs> never never will she shoot an idea down she always makes others feel that she can do anything they set out to achieve, precisely the kind of appreciative person one wants as a friend, social fundraiser, chief financial officer, or steady sex partner. 
One look in the Sagittarian's eyes and all is right with the world. Everything seems possible. And that smiling, beguiling radiance blinds a man. Not only to any fears he might have, but to any flaws she might possess. Did you skip ahead to Aries? Because that sounds like an Aries female. (laughs) I really love everything you just read, honestly. That sounds like that sounds like a friend I would like to have. This yeah, the, I That sounds I, fantastic. I rarely highlight entire paragraphs. <laughs> and I just went and read the whole day. And I was just like, this sounds like someone that like I need to find. Well, it's perfect because I mean they're doing the best for themselves while also trying to do what they can for others. That's what it sounds like yeah. to me. And they're doing the again, most. This did remind me a lot of like the Libra woman, which again this is a synthesis of the Libra and the Scorpio. Right. Is that like the Libra was also described as someone that's like super supportive, like mm-hmm. believes in you. The Libra was also described as being extremely judgmental, though, <laughs> because. They are literally the judge. Like, they are the judge. They're the scales. Yeah, no, that's fair. So, but, like, this... Both of those signs, I was like, these sound like like people you just want to associate with. That well, it, make you feel good about just being a person. Yeah, no, and from what I just heard you say, I was like, that's... That's pretty great. That's, that's, that's a... That's a... That's the quarterback of a friend group right there. Like, that's... I yeah, that's just, that's the damn quarterback. They're kind of in charge of that friend group and they make everyone feel like they're supposed to be there. And it's, and it's, and it's important that they're there. Uh, there something... a little positivity in that spiral. Absolutely. There, these, there's positivity in every single one. There, there's no way that every single sign is only negative and only positive. There is, there, there have to be both for it to work correctly. So, uh. So it is a fire sign like the Leo. Right. And uh, I think I highlighted it later on, but I'm going to bring it up now. Uh, this this does bring up that uh, the Sagittarius creates, the Sagittarius woman creates a uh, a group of other women that like are her compatriots, like people that she relies on, people that she can trust, people that she supports. And it con- contrasts... So she's a lady ghostbuster. Thank essentially. you for yeah. being a friend. <laughs> well, it contrasts that to the Leo female who does the same thing but has them as subordinates Mm -hmm. then she will cast out at a moment's notice if she she yeah if she doesn't need them she will cast them out because the leos expendable leos are the worst because they are like (laughs) leos i i believe it did literally say like it is they have one they're one single-minded in that their beliefs are final no one else's beliefs matter if you believe something different than them, you're wrong. And that's it. They don't they don't learn anything new. They don't accept new and novel ideas. They have an idea. They have grown up with that idea. And that's the idea that sticks. Well, that's a fair idea to hold. But at the same time, can we not um, wait to see if there is any kind of evolution in that way of thinking? Mm-hmm. That's, because- just, that's the funny part about that is that the book kind of said that and it oh. was like holy shit that's why we were so surprised because it was like they're they're because ordained that by that doesn't you know, sound like anybody that i want to be friends with no they so it, I'm, exactly. I'm holding out hope that yeah. they can like it described them as like being forward. the superior physical and mental being and that they know what is right they are the deigned king well i mean their star sign can say that yeah. but my star thought, sign says I can sting them and they'll die from the poison inside yeah. my tail. So. And my star sign says, uh, it's me and you against the world, babe. 
<laughs> it, it did I, say that in my I sign, where it's like whoever the whoever the Gemini like latches onto, it is the two That's of it. them as rogues against the world. Like, well, go ahead, Dana. What's up? I thought Chris was being really biased when we per- proceeded to begin with the Leo mm-hmm. um, episodes because I was like. You just really hate this person. Do you know a Leo that like hurt <laughs> that you hurt, or hurt something? You. <laughs> like, but no, that's literally the way that the book describes it. It's like this person has been ordained by if you've you know, seen... God to be the spiritual leader and cannot be wrong and nothing. I was just like, wow. Oh, well, either the people that wrote this book are extremely biased. Um, if you've and, seen uh, yeah. the boys, Amazon's the boys. Yeah. Uh, he, it reminds me a lot of Homelander. Oh, where he will just terrifying. murder anyone who's in his way. He knows what's right, and that is what's right, because that's what he believes, yeah. and it doesn't matter what other people believe, what he believes is right. Well, on the boys, who would you say would be a Sagittarius on the boys? Ooh. Is that a good question? That's... I. Because Starlight seems like she would probably be a Libra or Sagittarius. That's fair. Uh, uh, probably more of, of a Libra just because Libras are the pure shining light. And yeah. her literal superpower is that she is it's just be, pure shining light. Yeah. Uh, so probably more of that. But then she also kind of... ends. The problem with any fiction when comparing it to the Zodiac is that for fiction to work, characters have to grow. That's true. And... The Zodiac doesn't leave room for growth? Well, it's it doesn't, but it's also very vague almost all the time. Yeah, so by the end of by the end of it, she's probably a Sagittarius, and okay, I would say she probably starts off as a Libra. I think okay, so who is who um, I can't remember her character's name, but she's the only female member of Maeve. Maeve, yes. I would say that toward the end. Yeah. The Maven? The Maven, yeah. I would say toward the end that she absolutely embodies the idea of a Sagittarian woman who... She sounds like a, yeah, a Sagittarian woman who's been, like, put upon and, like, lost her way. Yeah, and so by the end when she realizes, okay, cool, we have to kind of, like, move forward as people and not just under this guy's whole deal. We use, we're using the TV show as a as an impetus for this conversation. We do it a I lot. Apologize. I mean, <laughs> a lot of it's, I mean, pop fiction is something that a lot of people relate to and see. Yeah, so, so I think Maeve would be just a fantastic Sagittarian woman. She just doesn't care. She's there for it. Yeah. Which is why I enjoy the show a lot more than the comics because the comics are so one note and all oh, the no. characters... I haven't actually read the comics. The co- the, you don't have to. All the characters are extremely one-dimensional. Okay. They, there is nothing to them. It is, it is Garth Ennis being just as dirty and uh, transgressive and exploitive as possible because that's what he likes to do. And the, what they have made into the show is just like... This is like fucking good, especially yeah. based on the comics. I mean, I feel like if Maeve was Do in, not mark this. I feel like if Maeve was in the place that Homelander was, she would be the quintessential Sagittarian woman because she would be kind of in charge of the whole damn thing. Yeah. And so she's dealing with what she has to deal with at the moment to kind of Yeah. Move on and up. To yeah. get there. Sure. Mm-hmm. To get so, what's yeah. hers. To get what she wants. Absolutely. And the deep is a Pisces. The deep is a Pisces. He's a fish. 
<laughs> this this sounds like it could be a whole other episode. Like, which characters are which stars? Welcome to Welcome to Boy Talk, where all we do is talk about the boys. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, it'd be called Locker Room Talk. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. So, uh, <laughs> she's out. You did great. Thanks, Dana. <laughs> she just slipped me off. Uh, sex and sexuality, mm-hmm. whether in business or in the bedroom, Sage's modus operandi is to make others feel empowered, often through simple flattery, which experience tells her turns people into putty in her hands. Aww. I mean, honestly. The idea of being kind to others makes sense to me, but the fact that she does it to make them put in her hands is a bit... Well, it's easy. Intent matters. Intent matters. Yeah, I think it's both, though. I think it is, like, it's something that comes natural to her. Yeah. But she's also seeing it from, like... And it works a certain way. An advantageous side, where she's like, this helps me. It's also something I want to do, which is not... Like that's that's a positive thing. That if, is. Okay. If what you want to do is helping the world and you feel good about helping the world, to help the world. Sweet. All right. Save that's fair. The oceans. Yeah. Clean up the forest. Drink yeah. the wine. <laughs> <laughs> Miss heightened experience. Oh, okay. can't simply acknowledge that she is a that she and a first date might say have a lot in common. To her, such shared sentiments are tantamount to their being soulmates. On a first date. Yeah. Wow. So she's already like sizing them up from day one. No, it's not sizing them up from day one. It's like seeing them in day one and being like, wait, you like red wine? I also like red wine. I like red wine. Fuck me up. Uh, Got it. Got it. Got it. Wait. You have Netflix? I also have Netflix. I have Netflix. Oh my God, we're soulmates. So from there, she's already kind of planning a future. Yeah, there's she. She's knitting soulmates. Baby, yeah, baby clothes. She she believes that they're soulmates. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, we're soulmates. I mean, which day isn't too much out of the ordinary? I mean, yeah. I've yeah. I've gone on first dates and been like super excited about it afterwards and been like. Well, like, what if? Did like, you, did oh, you, this was such a good first date. Did you write their name as your last name in your oh, journals? wow. Did you? Yeah. I, I am super progressive, so yes, I did that. <laughs> Maybe once I did. I, uh, I I actually, I would try like writing... Sagittarius, I did once. I would try writing uh, first uh, my last name, hyphen their last name, and then their last name, hyphen my last name. So you, you would hyphen it? Yeah. With just little so you, hearts in the eyes. Like well, eyes. you would just dot the eyes with hearts. I mean, that's, that's too yeah. far. I can't even pretend. Oh, that's oh. too far. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can only go so far. Chris, that's fair. That's fair Chris enough. Poker. Yeah. Okay. I would I would draw I would draw the little Ghostbusters logo in the eyes. Oh, Who are you gonna call? Got it. Ghostbusters, my favorite movie, the first that's movie I ever saw. There you go. Oh god. First memory I ever have. I brought that up on the show. Hey. First memory I ever had was uh, I was in a high chair. My dad was feeding me while watching uh, Ghostbusters. There is only Zool. No, it, the scene I very, very distinctly remember was when they're in the library. And, <laughs> and they go, all right, one, 
two, three, get her. And then she like explodes out. And I was in a yeah. high chair and I remember crying my eyes out. My dad, <laughs> my dad thinking it wouldn't be a big deal because I was a baby in a high chair. And so I, nobody knew. Yeah. Nobody knew. So Ghostbusters, yes. both my favorite movie and the first movie I ever saw. And a very traumatizing movie, and probably the reason I like a lot of horror. You're doing great. And you're still turned on. I'm still alive. <laughs> no, I'm turned on. Journey viewer. I'm Shit! Turned- I found a picture of her the other day, and I, I sent it to Tommy. That's, that's fine. I was actually going to say, no, I'm turned on by Dana. <laughs> <It was> no. like- <laughs> no. I, sent, I found a really awesome meme, and I sent it to our long-lost friend, Tommy, who's been out researching for this show for a long time now. And uh, he didn't respond naturally because I'm pretty sure he's in the grips of a sandworm somewhere. Um, but uh, I, I sent him a picture. And Dune? It was fantastic. And no, no, it was a, it was it was Zool. It was a picture of Zool on like a, a oh my god somewhere. Are you confusing Ghostbusters with Beetlejuice? No. Why? No. Why did you bring up a sandworm? Sandworm? Did I? I was trying to make a Dune reference. Maybe it didn't work. Yeah, Dune <laughs> reference. Oh, I just asked him. It was from Dune. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> there is no Christmas, only Yule. Okay. Like, I don't know. Okay. So sandworm, yes, then Dune. Whatever, sandworm. What's what was Dune? What were the things? They, I mean, they were they were sandworms. sandworms. But thank you. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dagummit. It's better. I I said that, and I was like, okay, that's not what she's making reference to. Is she confusing Ghostbusters with Beetlejuice because they're both comedies about ghosts? About ghosts. And yes. there are sandworms in Beetlejuice as well, which are a reference to Dune. I know. There's also a huge sandworm in Star Wars. That shit's fun. There's which that. I think is another reference to Dune. It's a it's a reference to Dune, absolutely. There's also, also meteor a worms to scary in vaginas. That's true. Vagina what? dentata. Isn't that what we're getting at here? Are we getting at that? No. I really didn't think they I were. That was like as she bites her wine glass. I Please don't. That, that was. A... <laughs> <laughs> George oh. Lucas had issues with vaginas. Let's George Lucas has issues in general, but it gave us the entire Star Wars franchise. So let's just let it lie and move on with the Sagittarian women. Oh, he has to... That's not him peeing. That's him pouring a glass of wine. No, I, I, we're all wearing lav mics, so if you ever hear any uh, tinkulation, that's, a, that's someone peeing. <laughs> tinkulation is the word of the day. Tinkulation? Our, our couch is currently screaming. It's a Pee Wee Herman room. You're doing great. <laughs> I'm so sorry this went downhill. Hey, hey, I'm going to say it again. We're doing great. Once Sag is convinced that a guy has obvious problems, she will label him as a loser, completely steering clear of his company in the future. Ironically, in light of his notable uh, of her notably generous nature, Sag may be the least likely female to give a guy slack in the face of his faults or foibles. 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 Yep. Foibles. It's a great word. I think that should be how most people are. I think that if you are interested in being a decent person and growing up and doing your own thing and making sure that your life means something, then you should absolutely have the self-discipline to go ahead and 
not fuck somebody else over and all that. So if, if you're being a loser, which it's a damn thing, people are losers sometimes. If you're being a loser, I really don't think anyone should want to spend their time with you. If you're actively, if you're actively wasting time like that, I'm not sure why you think anyone would want to spend time with you. I mean, so I think. So I think. I feel in personally that, attacked. No, no, <laughs> you're doing great. No, no. So I, I feel like the Sagittarian woman does well to avoid people like that, and I think any person does well to avoid people like that. I, I feel like one of the like biggest like turn offs, like if you're first meeting someone, is someone who is down about everything. Like down there's a everything. reason that people put on like airs, and they're like. pretend to be happy especially if they're down about themselves already and they've kind of accepted that it's down it's like all right cool you can always bring yourself back up everyone has the capacity to do that but if you're going to accept the fact that you're down i'm not entirely sure who will not also accept that fact like an emotional vampire they come and suck the Suck the emotional. I just want you to love me, and it's like, well, that's great yeah. and everything. I want you to love you, and then get yourself back on your damn feet. And this is a yes. Scorpio saying this. So. Okay, uh, which is <laughs> why a Scorpio would know. Which is why I'm just like, I don't really believe now, in the whole damn thing. But you should always try to be striving for happiness, as Absolutely. hard as it is, as hard as the world is, as much as the world sucks. Just be striving for happiness don't happiness, don't be don't settle into that's true unhappiness and, and happiness can be difficult so just be careful when it comes down to being comfortable if you're comfortable then you should probably take a close and deep look inside of yourself just to see all right am i comfortable doing this job or am i comfortable because it's easy is this don't job stagnate. i want don't stagnate that's it you gotta be careful uh so there's a, a point where I am going to read something I don't like about Sagittarius a lot. Okay, I was about to say, because everything you've read so far has just sounded lovely. This, I... Let's hear it, bud. Do it. Read it. Read it out loud. Should I read it out loud? I've got it. (laughs) (laughs) Though native to the zodiacal sign of benevolence, which Mm. rings true in certain cases, the archeress's abundance... Abundance consciousness mm-hmm. oft, often, nonetheless, precludes her from altruistic understandings of those less fortunate than herself. Oh. This insensitivity shows up in some small ways. For one, she is notoriously dismissive of those in the service positions. Waiters, janitors, hotel maids, shop clerks whom she regards as beneath her. Unable to get regal sag brain around the fact that these are just jobs and not evidence of inequality. Wow. That I, is... That, that, that's the, that's the, the first... Horse. She's naked on the high horse, but she's on the high horse. <laughs> that's I, the first thing you've read so far <laughs> that I kind of went, oh, that's no good. I have... This is a a Leo miss with a Libra. I have... I I rarely turn down sex, but... (laughs) That's fair. I have turned down sex because of this. Because they won't, like, tip or because they won't... Uh, Because they they spoke badly and uh, uh, didn't tip, like, waiters. That's fair. And, like, they were super DTF, and I was just like... 
No. Nope. Nah. No, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Well, there is also if you want it, like my, my bed's there, I'll sleep on the couch. That's fine. Yeah. I don't want this. There is something to be said about people who are incredibly kind and genuine, as I have heard them to be in this podcast so far, such serious women. But whenever I see anyone, regardless of gender, race, star sign, whatever, treat service people rude, I'm just rude, rudely, not well, I just, I am immediately, I lose my fun immediately. I'm like, nope. Treat, treating you can tell a lot about a person by how they treat their inferiors. Support. Yeah. Air quotes. In, like Oops. inferiors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's it's just something that, in my opinion, is inexcusable. Like I just think it's so funny that we read the entire, like we heard about the entire thing and we were all so on board with this super powerful, awesome Wonder Woman-esque figure. Get yours. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And now we're hearing that she doesn't treat waiters well and we're just like, nope. Because the more you hear positive things about somebody, the more you expect them to be positive to everybody. Mm-hmm. Egalitarian. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that they're not being positive to the people who are doing their best to make their own lives work at your service. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, come on. They're trying and you're already doing so well. Mm-hmm. Do you just need to treat somebody badly? Or like, what's, what's the deal? I, it seems associated with one of those things. Like I push them down to push myself up, but that's not how anything works. But, exactly. No, that's, and that's not even how she is. She just sees them as lesser and it's dismisses just, them. It's just already done. That's so strange. Well, yeah. I'm, Cause I'm, I was I'm, super I'm, on board. I'm, with I'm this. glad this is just a, a mythos because. Yeah. Again, none of this is real. Yeah. It's all made up, if you, unless you believe in it, and then uh, good and on then, you. And then listen to a different podcast. I don't know. I, don't believe, <laughs> believe what you want to believe. I don't care. Like, you know, don't believe what you don't want to believe. You do you. Live your life. That's if true. you put stock in this, put stock in it. If it makes you feel good, do it. I don't care. I don't, personally. And that's just where I'm coming from. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's interesting. He does have to say that on every episode. Sag can be so unsubtle Mm. in her approach to a man that she fancies that at times she might as well wear a sandwich board announcing her loving interest. A la microwave massacre? Unsubtle. Unsubtle is the word. Unsubtle? Is unsubtle a word? (laughs) Yes. It is now. I mean, it must be. She's got like flashing neon lights that says, come get me. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. She's got a a, a big neon sign that is uh, pointing at her. It's like, wow, like one of those cartoons from like the... One of those sign flippers on the street. Yeah. Oh, I was even thinking one of those like cartoons where like the whole like tongues rolling out, except there's also like signs with popping out that are like yes, neon, with the eyeballs like, and all yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the signs are pointing like horny for you. Yeah. I love like Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> like Scooby Doo, like like the like the old um old Looney Tunes. Yeah. Where they had Bob's his name. 
That fox. Wiley E. Coyote? No, that's no, because a coyote. It's a coyote. <laughs> I was like, what fox are you talking about? No, the skunk, like the mask. Pew? No, no there the was, mask. No, there was an actual fox who would, um, it was like this fun little Betty Boop type character in a red dress who would sing and all that. And there would always be a fox banging on his own head with a hammer. Yeah, and his tongue and his would eyes, unfurl and his eyes would shoot out like I remember, heart. but I don't know his name. Me either. I think that was that was very much. Oh, he's a wolf. He's not a fox. He's a wolf? Yeah, he was a wolf. Oh, God, you're right. It, it, the, the mask made reference to it. But we're not, Who cares? We're not, yeah, I was about to say, we're not going to figure it out right now. <laughs> the event conscious SAG needs to celebrate, even trumpet, the most minute milestones in the progression of a love bond, putting the onus on her lover to commemorate each and every tiny anniversary they might have shared. A toast, my darling, to the first time we saw each other, P. Would that all of us have such gusto for life? Gusto? Nice gusto. Okay. With a nice Chianti. Hey, his liver instead of parba beans. <laughs> but no, for real. It's also gusto, thank you. Is it gusto? Uh, the Italian word is il gusto. The Italian word is gusto, yes. Yeah, it's uh, the taste. Never mind. I apologize. But at the same time, I will say that she does seem to have a peculiar interest in the minute things, which I really enjoy. Detail-oriented. Yes, oh. absolutely. And this, and is, uh, this is important. Though I, and though I say peculiar, it should matter a whole lot. Like you should celebrate every single little piece. So yeah, well, that's it makes life is short. You relevant. Absolutely. Uh, the book does say after this, oh. the sad woman teaches the world by example how to truly commemorate our existence. Get in there, Sagittarian woman. Get in there. You're doing great. Yeah. Don't stop. You do. Please you. don't stop. So you get enough. <laughs> For the sag, precious little of her life is left unspoken. Her inherent sense of feeling under some lens. Wait. Oh. No? Yeah, that was right. Her inherent sense of feeling under some lens developing into a new compulsion to be seen. Mm. She just wants to be seen. I think that's fair. I think a lot of people want to be seen just in general. I think almost everyone who is like, not a massive introvert wants to be seen. Lady Godiva. Well, it reminds... spared. Look at me. <laughs> that, was, that was Lady Godiva riding the horse going, Look at me. That was it. It's me. Everybody. That's my deepest voice. Just, Everyone, just, look, ri- just, look riding, just riding me. a dark horse into the night. <laughs> look at me. Shame on you. Look at me. Free the right. nipple. Well, I mean, if, well, like you said, Rob, mm-hmm. everyone wants to be seen. I think everyone wants to and needs to, yeah. Uh, it reminds me very much of the BoJack Horseman episode. Oh, let's not play that game. That gets really depressing really fast. Uh, the uh, the <laughs> eulogy episode where he's talking about his mom's death. Oh, no. Where he's trying to figure out what ICU means. <laughs> and uh, the most depressing episode in the entire show, in my belief. Fair, okay. Uh, because... Once 
Yeah. Anyway, watch that episode because <laughs> that is like something meaningful that becomes meaningless and is very depressing. All the right. realization of that. Well, it's about it's about existential crises. That shows that's what yeah. it's about. Uh, Dana, don't dismiss BoJack Horseman. It is I'm one not. of the most dis- depressing and I'm not. I'm, I'm introspective shows. No, no, no. That I, exists right now. Show. I want to hear what comes next in this. Um. <laughs> As shallow as it may sound, she latches onto guys who, to some degree, have had far more privileged upgroup upbringings than her own. Oh. Naturally splendid-looking Sagittarius woman definitely appeals to a guy's vanity, ready to take on the role of trophy wife or girlfriend and run with it. In keeping with the sags, the future is now philosophy, she tends to marry young, eager to assume a position of young... Sorry, young society maven, such that even her lofty career goals may be approached from a place of ease rather than hungry desperation. They say the best business decision you can ever make is who you marry. That could be a thing. That sounds very depressing. That's what they tell a lot. It does sound depressing. That's what they tell a lot of women. And it really is kind of upsetting because it's like, Bitch, the best business decision was putting myself in charge. Um, But I don't know. The reason I have a little bit of a quarrel with that last um, quote is that they've been, Sagittarian women have been portrayed as these powerful, powerful people the entire time, almost all the way through this episode up till right now. Mm -hmm. And then I suddenly hear they will absolutely become trophy wives just to do their thing. I really... It's resent... You resent it? I resent I, it. I, you resent it. You are a lady, and that's totally fair to resent it. I am gay, therefore I also resent it because I'm not going to marry a woman, and so I'm just like, all right, cool. It is. It also did describe them as the like quintessential yes person. Yes. Like, people. they are extremely supportive. They're attracted to... They're attracted to power yeah. as well as wanting to attain the power for themselves. So, and as we saw at the very in the summarization, that they believe sanctity of relationships are one of the most important. So I I can't see how they see whatever their mates' accomplishments are mm-hmm. on, are also their own. So, like, whatever their mate might achieve, if they can attach themselves to that and support that and progress that, that is also one of their own achievements. Okay, that's... Okay, I like your positive spin on that. Because otherwise it just looks like they're looking for a come up. No, I I don't... From what I read of the Sagittarius woman, it doesn't seem like they are trying to... uh, Ride the coattails. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, good. They're not... That was my concern. Yeah, that was my concern. Yeah, they're not hitching their ride onto someone who is going to succeed. They're doing their best to add to somebody who's already succeeding, or if they're already succeeding, they're doing their best to add to their own acumen. It's it's a power couple. It's it's, it's the whole damn thing. All right, cool. Let's do it together as a team. Beyonce and Jay-Z. Are those two together? Did I get that right? I mean, I'm not... Cheated on her. But did I get that right? Are they a power couple? Or are they together? No, Beyonce owns that couple. Yeah, let's just yeah, be honest. Yeah. Like Beyonce, mm. that's not like power Isn't couple. Jay Z like a billionaire. It doesn't of Beyonce though. Who cheats on Beyonce? Nobody. It's like fucking whatever. Okay, I, I was just trying to come up with a power couple. <laughs> <laughs> I was I. 
I am proud enough to all right, figure all right. out that they are together. Would it be fair to say Kim K? No, no, no. It's not Kanye. No, okay. have you seen Kanye? A new picture just came out of Kanye. He, 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 uh, he a big boy now. Oh, <laughs> but he's leading his church. Sir. I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> we need to move on. I, I can't really think of a decent, I, I can't think of a power couple that aligns with what you've described is what I'm saying. I really can. I think I can think of a lot of couples who are powerful and who have a lot of money and who are all very pretty and all very talented. They but all have I, their own problems. <laughs> but I can't think of a power couple that actively relies on each other to make themselves better. And that's what the Sagittarian woman sounds like she's about. I mean, uh, maybe uh, Bill and Melinda Gates. Sure. Oh, uh, actually, <laughs> honestly, yeah, Bill and Melinda Gates. Because, uh, but, but are either of them Sagittarian? To, who knows? I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to think of like power couples where it seems like Melinda well, also pushed her husband to charitable stuff. That's true. But also we're sitting here playing a game of it seems like. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. that's also kind of gospel in and of itself. So I, mean, I apologize for that. This whole book is it seems like these are how people are. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. What's next? What else is happening? As is unfortunately more often the case, the element of compromise Sag accepted by taking on a weak but wealthy character might come back to bite her in the Chanel-clad ass. Ass. Just full ass. Eventually, the problems or shortcomings she may have overlooked in favor of putting her career on a fast track will begin to wear on her true self. The once independent student of life who, in expecting more from existence, fully embodied the open and versatile spirit that is the mutable fire sign of Sagittarius at its core. Hmm. So, as we were saying, if she's not feeling, feeling fulfilled, then she's going to drop that. And she, and she absolutely should. I mean, there's no reason to stick around when you're not feeling like <clears throat> you are not being fulfilled. Yeah, so it's, she she very much feels like compromising early on, early in life. Work out later, because as as I read previously, she yeah. like attaches herself to people who are more privileged than herself to elevate herself there's this help elevate there's them. this strange kind of lamprey ideology that i'm thinking about mm-hmm. where she does that for a hot minute and then realizes that's not going to work and hopefully she would learn that lesson and realize that she could have made it on her own far before she mm-hmm. needed to attach herself she's gonna just keep swimming and that's the whole point keep swimming just keep swimming <laughs> despite her inherent inherent might cerebral or otherwise she still wants most in her heart of hearts to be seen as a physically desirable beguiling and indeed passive female interesting passive Passive. i i I did not hear passive the entire this entire conversation i've not not felt passive we need more info a lack of attention makes the sag highly suspicious her overactive imagination left to assume that the ton of attentiveness she fails to elicit must be directed towards other women. She does want to be seen, ultimately, as an object. She wants to be seen as 
she wants to be put on a pedestal pedestal she really wants to embody the trophy wife Oh my gosh, I kind of relate to her a little bit. Well, but she's but like, it's, it's, an, a, it's an interesting I'm, concept because yeah. if you see a woman on a trophy, it, like when you see a trophy and there's a woman on it, she's just this powerful, mm-hmm. muscular, not going to deal with nothing figure. So she sees that figure is what I'm assuming mm-hmm. and then goes, all right, cool. I also don't want to... She don't want no scrubs. Fair. Well, she... I'm helping. Sorry. No, you're doing great because I didn't. I couldn't find the right word. I, I feel like this is part of her whole, uh, like ethos. As as we talked about, like how she introduces herself. Yeah. Like she wants to be seen. She puts on a show. Mm-hmm. So this is like part of that where it's like she is intelligent. She is beautiful. She wants to be seen, and. Ultimately, society mostly sees women physically. That's very true. Well, and she seems like, okay, if you think of like one of those great Egyptian gods, you see the Egyptian god like is always presented as bigger than his queen, Mm -hmm. right? So it kind of makes sense, especially in the, in the Sagittarius women that I know, a lot of them are like, okay, I want to attach myself to this powerful man so I can also showcase the powers that I have and abilities that I have as a powerful woman next to this man. I think there's a definite teamwork aspect that they want to be part of the team, but they also kind of want to be just that 1950s wife. So there's a whole teamwork aspect as well as a, I'm not going to say submissive, but there's definite aspect where they Mm -hmm. want to, and like a love language, like, like, um, like acts Helper. of service, Helper. love language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's also. I mean, it is v- extremely common that like people who are in positions of power like having doms. Yeah. Or because they mistresses. they're like, always in charge, and so yeah. they need somebody else to be like, "All right, cool, let's even this out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They like both sides of it. It's, Dominant outside the bedroom. Sometimes they're a little more submissive in the bedroom. Yeah. Oof. Sometimes. And La- we, can, Not we, we can get all the way into this. Yeah. <laughs> Lady in the streets. Shady in the sheets. <laughs> Freak. Shady. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Shady plays for the Chiefs. So. <laughs> all right. Well done. All right. It kind of rhymed. So. All right. Let's, let's wrap this up. Shady for the Chiefs. Let's get there. <laughs> Sean McCoy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You're doing great. Well done. Uh, if anyone is bound to outgrow an early relationship, it is the sag woman. Especially yes, if she sacrifices lust for an assured income or inheritance. Particularly Perfect. as she approaches her sexual prime. Sag will insist on finding a mate who might access her feminine genius on more deeper levels. More deeper. Damn straight. More deeper. (laughs) (laughs) Typically, a drastic lack of sexual connection is what leads SAG to pursue new romantic interests. So once she gets what's hers and she knows she's secure, she's going to move on to who can please that pussy. Hell. She's like, all right, I've had the, I've got the security. Now I need the... The banging. But the funny thing is, bangin', if bangin'. the banging also secures what's happening, that 
the whole thing goes away yeah. if you play around. So it's just oof. I'm on board with her. I feel like I'm, I'm we are we are kith and kin. I don't well, th- she's well, gonna be moving on from the wealthy love interest onto the next completely and just yeah. being like, Well, I'm my own person now, mm-hmm. so I can go and uh, seek out that big D. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I feel like she should be her own person all the damn time. I feel like at least, you know, since I'm here after a very long hiatus, I'm just hearing about this the first time. It sounds like she's just an incredibly independent soul who really wants somebody to help take care of her because she knows she can take care See, of I would herself. Even, I would even, I would disagree. She's, she seems like a very supportive soul who likes being around people. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's aspects of both of this. I think that she's in one of those. Okay. So our last sign, our, our Sagittarius male was one of those that could fit. I think he was even described as a chimera. He could fit into any role yes, that was necessary. Uh, he was literally described as a chimera multiple times. <laughs> yes. because he is literally the combination of two different species. Right. So literally, I think that that's what we're seeing here is this woman can fit into a lot of different roles. Okay. Can we say that? Actually, that's fair because if you're a Sagittarius, you are a well, Sagittarian is half man, half horse. So you're mm-hmm. obviously filling multiple roles. And it is also, as I have said previously, the combination of the two previous signs. Yes. It is a combination of the Leah and the Scor- Scorpio. All right. Libra and Scorpio. Yes. Absolutely. Don't snap at me. No, no, I'm not Whoa. snapping. I'm just like, yes, that's exactly right. That's what it is, is that we're... I tend to get nitpicky. I'm like, oh, look at the details. And it's like, no, we can just move on. And the only way to steal a fabled genie away is to appreciate her more than her existing master. And that's typically how it works for Sag, is to leave a relationship she rarely does so to be on her own. She must be with another man for another she rarely, yeah, she's almost never single. She is hopping from man to man. If she is like, she, it's, it's a relationship hopper. She's a frog. <laughs> never the blushing bride. Sag was born to be the madame. Oh, she'd be the bitch walking down that runway. Like, look at this. My wedding dress is wine red. Eat it. The most glaring <laughs> evidence of her signs association with the mature age of 56 to 63 most of the men who are able to fulfill her requirements as accomplished are older and distinguished gents uh, hot she goes after older guys <laughs> <laughs> don't we all i mean for real though don't we all shows of splendor are an aphrodisiac for the sag But all too often, materialism becomes the main focus, while sex and love slowly slip away. Uh Uh-oh. So she's basically um, the Dowager Empress in Anastasia before she found the actual Anastasia. Yes! Money can buy happiness. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. (laughs) There was a bat in that movie. There was a bat in that movie. (laughs) Subtly. Bartok. (laughs) Yeah. Subtlety is certainly not a strength for this child bride of Jupiter, whose often outlandish energy makes for a fierce, often very public display of affection. Most of Sag's women's love connections are made 
in the workplace. Ooh, she's going to meet her man at work. She's going to date her superior. She's going to marry him. I'm not careful nope. with that. She's going to be the superior. <laughs> oh. She's the dumb, it. sweetie. That's the whole yeah. point. <laughs> and she's going to let people know. Like, Very subtle. No. <laughs> Do we need a rewind about, no, we're not going about to. 30 that seconds was... to me saying that she enjoys these? She knows everyone. Yeah, she, everyone knows she's in charge. She likes putting out that line she's putting out. I've seen this episode. That big clit energy. <laughs> big clit energy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a relationship, she can't help but flaunt her feelings, stroking and hanging all over her man in mixed company, inspiring such silent wishes as get a room. Um, no. Fittingly, she loves to sleep with her man all entangled and entwined. Showering with him is another way to perform that ever for that ever rolling camera, toting this tendency to demonstrate in the bedroom, one has never heard such moaning, squealing, and if not outright whining, okay, at the top of her lungs. Somebody's watching a little too much porn. <laughs> it was described very well. That's that's pretty great. <laughs> From that third-party lens, she has a fantastic vision in her head of what ultimate lovemaking should look like. Oh, okay. Building sex up to such climactic proportions may cause her lover to feel incapable of providing fulfillment. Indeed, it takes a man with a mighty ego. Oh, wow. Okay, so he's, he just dropped the book. <laughs> no one knows, but he just dropped the book. <laughs> Are we going to mark that? No, leave it. <laughs> Big dick knocking that book out. <sighs> the centaurus. The centaurus. What's that? Is a size queen. Of course she is. Why wouldn't she be? She gets what she wants. Particularly. What she needs. Particularly when it comes to girth. <sighs> Give me that beer can. <laughs> no, it's a tuna can. Oh, wow, that's that so short, though. Sag's lover had better be as thick as his bankroll if he plans to hang around. Sag is a stickler for having an orgasm during each and every sexual interlude. That's not so bad. You should have an orgasm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> One way or another, make it happen. She is self-serving in the sack, a big believer that one should take responsibility for one's own pleasure. Uh, and okay. nothing turns Sag on more than herself. So she likes a mirror on the roof. As we said last week, no one there is more is. likely to have a mirror on their ceiling <laughs> the Sagittarius. than the Sagittarius. I didn't even know. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. though, as a Scorpio, I do love a mirrored closet wall so I can just like 
do it that way. But do you finger guns yourself when you're No, I don't. <laughs> okay. My favorite thing to do is just hold them by the waist and just watch their face as it changes. Oh, there you go. Oh. So oh, you, you don't do like a whole American Psycho thing where you're like flexing no, in I the don't. mirror? Just no, like, like I'm, 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 I'm holding on to them for dear life and just getting in there. Oh. There you go. Giving them the what for. All right. <laughs> it hasn't been that bad of a gig yet, so we're doing great. <laughs> if it ain't broke. Don't the centaur it. lady loves to see herself in the throes of passion, especially when her man is groveling at her feet. Her favorite position is on top, preferably, preferably watching, watching herself. Riding her guy to orgasm. So I'm hearing um, lap dance while looking at the... <laughs> Reverse cowgirl serves cow. me. No, Let me look in a yeah. mirror. I'm not looking at him. I'm looking at me and how that butt is rolling while I'm on top. Look at that's that butt. what That's happening. That's exactly what's happening. No, keep, keep going. <laughs> oh, we've that's all... What's, that's no, exactly we've, what's happening. We've all, we've all had our fun with this. <laughs> we've, been Let's doing, keep going. we've been doing <laughs> our squats just for this purpose. Yeah. Uh, she enjoys being orally stimulated, mm. although it's not a fixation. And she doesn't much relish reciprocation. Come on! It's all about reciprocation. I'm, it, I'm, there needs to be reciprocation for me. But it's... There needs to be. It is. But it's easy because you don't like to reciprocate? Oh, I'm an instigator. Oh! <laughs> I'm... I... I reciprocation I don't care either way I'm in, I I don't know we haven't gotten to my sign yet but I'm all about like I'll just I'll instigate instigate and reciprocate well I mean instigation that's gonna there. that's gonna be on our uh, rap album as well instigate and reciprocate <laughs> stop reciprocate and listen ah stop reciprocate and listen okay so uh, <laughs> half of Dana's songs are gonna be parodies and half of my songs are gonna be parodies but parodies. all mine are parodies of the same yeah. <laughs> Action, for the most part, is centered below the belt, as her breasts generally offer little in the way of erogenous zones. So you're saying that she doesn't have sensitivity in her nipples? No, or just we're no the beginning. We have got my little bit mm. Okay. <laughs> yes, she does. Uh, according to this, she does have small uh, breasts. And uh, apparently not so sensitive. Oh, that there. sucks. Can you imagine not having sensitive nipples? Maybe it's all in the butt. Keep no, going. I, I can't imagine more. not have a, having sensitive nipples, Rob. As I responded directly and Tana ignored everything that you were saying. <laughs> Maybe we should mark that. <laughs> so let's mark the whole damn thing. Okay. Control is important to sag during sex. And with her typically athletic body, particularly her strong thighs and legs, she can sustain vigorous positions longer than most women. Power to her. Get in there. Impressive. And again, you know, everything in the whole wide world is about power except for sex. Wait, no. No, everything in the world is about sex except Except for power. Which, oh, fuck. Right. I know it. Everything in the world is about sex. Except sex. Except sex, for sex is about, power. about power. There we go. You said it right the first time. Sex. No, she didn't. Mark it. 
Uh, she's a, yeah, we're not gonna market, but <laughs> you know what? We're gonna get there. That's what it is. Third time's yeah, the charm. We we figured it out. Sex is about power, and this girl's into it. Sex is about power, and power is about sex. No, Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde did say that, but sex is not about power. Abraham Lincoln. Nope. <laughs> she will experiment, and in areas many women wouldn't think of visiting. But when it comes to specifics, the SAG is basically a good girl who merely imagines herself someone with exotic tastes. The kinkiest she gets is an exploration of her exhibitionist tendencies. Most every SAG enjoys masturbating for her boyfriend far more than she likes to do so alone. I need to phone a, I need to phone a Sagittarius to confirm. Are you going to phone a Sagittarius no, to confirm? But I have questions. <laughs> For the most part, Sag is really in love with seduction and romance. So she really enjoys the chase, but not so much after it's done. Yeah. Uh, she more enjoys the Look at me prelude to sex. So, a lot of foreplay. Foreplay works really well for them. Yeah, sounds like it. What else you got? I mean, I love the fuck out of foreplay. In fact, I need it, so I'm not going to play this game where I say mm -hmm. there'll be no foreplay. Like, yeah, can we respect need, that. We need, we need to play this game. We don't want zero to 60 in three seconds. I mean, unless it's my car, then yeah. But Yeah, we want the <laughs> nice build. You got you to gotta, you gotta warm up that oven. Yeah. No, I get it. My gonna, yeah. My my whole thing is like my car will get there eventually. <laughs> We're all going to arrive. Yeah. We're all going to get there. <laughs> Let's just figure this out. Maybe one of us will get there sooner, but we're both going to get there at we're some both, point. We're both going to just fuck each other until we both come. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I thought we were still talking about cars. Oh no, not cars. No, no, like everyone. Uh -huh, has okay, to. I was going to ask to ride in both someone else's car. Both people have to come, dude. Come on. <laughs> Life for sex should be all building up a constant prolonged stage of over-the-top foreplay. The more she Thank projects you. a sexy vixen persona, even to total strangers, the more she comes to see herself as such. A nod that the ongoing autoerotic mind trip or ma careful a nod to that ongoing autoerotic mind trip that she's forever on a boyfriend or husband's peripheral vision is enough to send her into a jealous rage at the slightest sense that another woman has caught the eye of her guy sag is capable of erupting into days of outbursts and recriminations envy is sag females most fatal flaw Ironically, and indeed hypocritically, if she is in a tepid relationship, she will flirt wildly and openly with other men, often the husbands or boyfriends of the myriad, quote, couple friends whom make up the bulk of SAG's social circle. Couples. Bitch. Hey, relax. Wow. Couple scenes, though generally not swapping per se, 
are often among the fantasies that SAG woman entertains. However, these imaginings usually begin and end as they should with the other man feeling desperate to have her, as she always must be the most sought-after woman in the story. So what I'm hearing is that they attempt to create polyamorous ideas about their relationships. It feels like they like to uh, manufacture mm-hmm. uh, that kind of feeling towards them. Gotcha. But uh, they don't like to actually follow through. Yeah, because as, as it said, coupling so, but not swapping. Actually, so that's just like two people just like, or not two people, that's like four people just having sex beside each other. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could be a great time, but honestly, the more I'm hearing about this, the more I'm just like, oh, I thought she was this strong, empowered woman, and now I'm just like, wow, she probably is that strong, empowered woman, but there are definitely some faults here. I mean, it's, I can, she's got a little bit of a predatory it's just, it's, sense. It's, it's humanity. It's yeah. the whole damn, it's the whole damn point. She wants the whole thing but to serve her. Everyone's a hypocrite. Yeah. A little yeah, bit. Everyone, but, uh, everyone, yeah. I, I do. Their faults for sure. As Dana for said, it, it does seem like that everyone, or in this case, everyone should be paying attention to her. So, mm-hmm. like, if she's having sex with someone else, their attention should be completely on her. Well, especially while she's with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if she's having sex, that's enough that other people should be paying attention to her. Mm-hmm. So that is something that should be on display in her mind. That, yeah. That's like, I need to show off this. So also, what else does it say about her? Well, that's uh, that's all for the... Uh, that's it. The straight Sagittarius. Well, I want to know more about the gay Sagittarius. Oh, that is uh, interesting because that is what's up next. Good. Well, let's talk about the gay Sagittarius. Jump right in there, Chris. On to this gay sag. <laughs> All right, well done. That was that was not great. Oh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> As I said last episode, I feel like they want us to pronounce it sag. Sag. And I refuse to pronounce it that way. I'm going to pronounce it sag because it sounds like sagging. And that had ah uh, uh, no. Nope. You could just say Sagittarius. But it does, it, it shortens it as... The sign of Sagittarius is not known for having a vast number of strictly lesbian natives. Sweet. Regardless of how she sexually identifies, the archeress is naturally and powerfully attracted to other strong women, very similar to the Libra. Like fellow fire sign, Leo, she typically surrounds herself with a bevy of females in the workplace, quote, delegates, who will do her bidding. Still, as a boss, she is often a serenely benign leader who never plays mind games or subtly abuses her, quote, bitches, the way the Leo can and will. So she has a little more respect for these people, but she still kind of sees them as submissive. She a boss? Or delegate. She always always sees herself Mm -hmm. as the top tier. Mm -hmm. She's Mm -hmm. the best. 
Now, honestly, I'm the best. Even, though, even though she sees herself that way, it does seem like she, sorry, it does seem like she's willing to give them the time of day. Mm-hmm. She's willing to allow them to be equal humans in the whole yeah. idea. She, yeah, she's, she's willing to take hear on them. The lead. With like, an ear on yeah. one of those door open door policies, like I would hope. Questions, please come it, back. Talk. It's yeah, she's she sees them as people. Yeah, well, that's good. That's the whole point. But good for her. Fuck I'm you, not, Leo. I'm, I'm not hearing anything yeah. nasty so far. As in her relationships with men, she is drawn to successful, self-realized leaders who personify a more elevated social, econ- or educational, financial or indeed intellectual status than her own. She falls in love with ladies who are all she would like to be. Lust and envy intertwined into a searing crush that has far more than faint narcissistic overtones. I feel like every human being is drawn towards who they want to be like later. So that's not incredibly surprising to me. I have a lot of respect for that. It's really hard to kind of see who you want to be in somebody else. And then also feel like you can even engage in a relationship with them. That's fair because sometimes it can be really intimidating to look at somebody who is in your field, who is a little higher up than you and look at them and go, I would like to be friends with you. I would like to do all these things. I want to learn from you. And talking to them could always be so strange. So at the end of the day, I still, it's still an easy thing to look at somebody and go, "Mm, Mm -hmm. I want to be them. I don't know. As a Gemini, (laughs) I feel like everyone is competition who must be brought low. Okay, well, you need to calm <laughs> down, bro. Gemini for you. Right? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Scorpio, and I'm just like, all right, cool. They're, no. in the, they're in the same field as I am. They're in the same field as I am. I'm going to run a little faster, just a little faster, not too much faster. As we mm-hmm. talked about, Gemini, uh, the quintessential Gemini is Peter Pan and uh, uh, Robin Hood. A perpetual and, uh, child. They, uh, they, and and revolutionaries. <laughs> Was Peter Pan a revolutionary? Robin Hood. <laughs> Who are trying to usurp the evil overlord. You can say usurp. Usurp. <laughs> You're anyway, on. we're moving on. Okay, cool. <laughs> Straight or gay, she makes a... Straight or gay, she makes a terrific girlfriend, caring and generous to a fault, physically demonstrative, and at ease holding a lover's hand or arm just strolling down the street. Oh, like one of those little couples where they're just holding themselves in arm and arm. That's actually really cute. Like, that makes me happy. That's sweet. I know we've been sitting here, like, saying good and bad things about the Sagittarian woman. That is very not Scorpio of you. It's really not, because honestly, the whole thing doesn't exist, so. (laughs) You cynics! Exactly. (laughs) Why don't you believe in what the love says about the stars? Because because I've met so many people who decided not to even give in the time of day because I was a Scorpio. Well, fuck them. And I'm a Gemini. You can't tell me how to live my life. Fuck you both. Fuck us both up. Damn it. 
As is her nature, straight sag may enjoy several friendships that ride the line between close and downright intimate. Sexual bonding between her and a buddy may be another symptom of her repressed need for closeness and gender identification stemming back to her self-absorbed mom, which we left out because they're... Because we don't care about parents. But that ties in with one of the other signs that we talked about. Didn't we talk about another sign that's like they groom um, a mate. They groom them over time. They kind of set them up. They have slumber parties. They kind of that's, like set yeah, them up really to kind of explore some of the... Like what is... To an extent. But it's also like, yeah, hey, if you very... have any of those tendencies that you're ashamed of, this is a safe place where you can come out and you can say like, it's hey, very manipulative. I do want to try... Well, that's fair, but are they doing that for the sake of the other person? Or are they doing that to groom them into being some kind of partner? I believe the last time we talked about it, it I, at least I felt like it was very manipulative, that it was something that they were trying to like be like, oh my God, wouldn't it be so funny if we just like made Did out this. right now? <laughs> oh, wait, you're not into it. That's fine. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe that was the case. <laughs> I took it as a different, a different perspective. Like, Hey, you and I are safe. We're in this place. Like, if this is something that you're interested in, we can definitely try that because it's it, something I'm interested in. And that in. also might be a, a yeah. male versus female perspective. Sure. I, I might be seeing that from a different perspective than a female might be seeing that. And I also might be seeing that from a perspective as a male might perceive it as, like, being... I, I see a lot of males as very manipulative. So I might be seeing everything as a very manipulative that's a Gemini thing. So <laughs> anyway, but no, I will, I will absolutely, I will absolutely sit here and say that there is, there are definitely ways that could not be manipulative and that there, that it could be just a sisterly or a, well, sisterly, like just, just yeah, a, just sisterly. Yeah. That's a, the kind of porn I watch. Go, keep going. Great. Yeah. Please mark that. <laughs> it was a joke. Fuck you guys. <laughs> but no, it, it, it there is definitely a way that that could be seen as less um, manipulative and more just like, let's actively explore. Let's mm-hmm. be friends to each other. Let's not do that thing. So I understand yeah. where you're coming from with okay. that. I gotcha. Yeah. But that seems like the perfect scenario for this particular aspect of Sagittarius's character. Yeah. And this, at this moment, I'm reminded of the, uh, the avant-garde avant-garde film that I cannot remember the name of, but all it was was uh, just people's expressions paired with like tragedy or like beautiful landscapes. That's all it was. It was flashed between that and people's expressions. Mm -hmm. And the people's expressions never changed. It was entirely neutral uh, like facial facial expressions. That's it. Mm. And, And it... The the whole thing was just like trying to prove that like literally the exact same cut, like nothing changed. It wasn't a second recording of someone's facial expressions. It was the exact same copy of a facial expression. Mm-hmm. Uh, different emotions were projected onto that facial expression. So they would show be showing like tragedy and then like showing facial expressions and everyone would be like, 
oh, those people are so sad. And it is an entirely neutral face. And then they would be showing, yeah. yeah, they would be showing like, oh, like, you know, people flying kites and, you know, a bunch of happy stuff. And then they would show the exact same facial expressions, the exact same cuts, nothing different. And people would be like, oh, those people are like super happy. They're so happy about everything. And it's literally the exact same facial expressions. So I feel like we're having that kind of thing like right now. We're projecting. Yeah. That's yeah, fair. Absolutely. So All of our signs are coming out. <laughs> not sure that's the thing. Who knows? Maybe. If it's true, it's not. But if it's true, <laughs> all right. But y'all keep saying that that's just exactly what you would. Say. It's not true. Go ahead. As is, on. As is her nature, straight sag may enjoy several friendships that ride the fine line between close and downright intimate. Sexual bonding between her and a buddy may be another symptom of her repressed need for closeness. I read this. Yep. A buddy, too. What the word buddy? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> if a sudden kiss after an intimate conversation or an excess of wine has happened between a sag and a close girlfriend once, it's happened a thousand times. She latches onto teachers, bosses, and other such mentors who inspire her on that signature Sagittarian super conscious level. She may form intense sexual and psychological bonds with such figures, oftentimes lasting not longer than a few months. This is the rub. The strong, independent types to whom she is most attracted typically prefer to remain that way. In obedience to her lover's whims, she may be more experimental in the sack than her straight counterpart. Sag mm. sees herself as a usually younger version of a lover on whom she seeks to imprint, if not find the proper tutelage for her lofty goals, which will be remarkably among the same or similar lines as her lover's. So she's she seeks out people in the same field as her and wants people who can accelerate her own. That's fair. Career. I mean, who wouldn't though? Who so wouldn't want that kind of thing? What kind of turn-ons are we there? <laughs> yes, it is time for the turn-ons. Kind of turn-ons. Great segue. Are there <laughs> Segways are weird. Turn-ons. <laughs> Speaking of the light that's on about us right now, do you guys know any turn-ons? Hmm. <clears throat> yes, uh, Dana. The turn-ons. <clears throat> for the straight turn-ons. Mm. I'm sorry. Rob, would you like to read the turn-ons? I will, I will absolutely do that. Let's so you see. got the turn-ons down this column, uh, and or the straight turn-ons down this side. Uh, gay turn-ons will be on the next side. All and then right. uh, Dana will uh, give us... Yeah. All right, so the straight Sagittarius woman, according to this oh, book... Read it as sexily as possible. As sexily as possible. <laughs> so, we'll, oh, so we all just oh, have to moan and groan as we please. Oh, the straight turn on. Oh. The straight turn ons are executives and athletes. Mm. Nice. 
luxury gifts. I might say nice after everyone. But I won't. Please, don't, please don't do that. Except for you don't pronounce it nice. You pronounce it noise. 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 <laughs> Whining and dining. Spontaneity. Northerners and Nordic types. I mean, uh, whining and dining. I mean, it's done, right? At that point, I'm just finished. Like, whining and dining, we're good. Give me a Viking any day. <laughs> she wants she wants all those Nords. Um, flattery and fawning. Married men. Married men are turn-ons. Uh, thick, thick, thick penises. How, how many C's on that? Thick yeah. penises. <laughs> Deep penetration. Uh, tennis players. <laughs> rock okay. hard thighs, rock hard asses. Exhibitionism. Girl on top from behind. Not bad. Uh, standing positions, stockings and garters, photos, videos, and mirrors. Why was I not born a Sagittarius? Because all of these damn things ring too damn true. But this is a, this is a Sagittarius lady. Uh, I do believe they had very different turn-ons for the Sagittarius. Guy. I'm I'm sure, but honestly, I'm looking at these one. And I'm like, yep, I love a mirror. <laughs> all right. Um. Oh, little girl role play. Lolita. Mm. Uh, what? Oh God, no. It's a thing. Yes, I'm we sure know. We all know Lolita's a thing. That doesn't mean it has to be brought up. <laughs> Continue, Rob. Father boss fantasies. Father boss? Father, comma, boss. Okay. Like, just, just people <laughs> in daddy. charge fantasies. My daddy's my boss. <laughs> yes, daddy. <laughs> I want a passive, promotion. Passive analingus. Oh, she likes getting her uh, uh, her booty hole licked. Eating out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty great, right? We know this. Um, <laughs> 69. Wait, Call girl. Ro- six, what is 69? Yeah. <laughs> Did you not go to junior high? <laughs> Are you really asking? No, I'm, no, not, I'm not really not. asking. Should I'm I not explain it. I will. <laughs> I'm not really asking. Let me give you the whiteboard so you can drop. I know it's the number before seventy, right? You're doing great. Yeah, I got this. You, you're oh, you're doing great. <laughs> okay, um, call girl role play. That is. Yep, that's oh, that's girl role play. That, I mean, that's a Fuck thing that's yeah. fantastic. I've I've I'm on record right. on the show. Standing sex and staying power. Yes, please. <laughs> My body is ready. <laughs> I've trained for this. So this is this is, this, is uh, this has been the entire list of straight turn-ons for the Sagittarius woman based on this tome. I do, will take. Do all we of the know? Above. Do we Thank know you. the birthday of? Uh, 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 pretty woman. Pretty woman. <laughs> do you not? Okay, wait. No, 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 I'm not going to do this. <laughs> so Chris historically has a fantastic ability to mistake uh, Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock, and Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker. No, nope. I know, I know, Sarah Jessica I know Parker. who Sarah Jessica Parker is. She's wrong on that account. Okay, who's the last one that you I mistaken? don't remember who the third one is. I will get that wrong eventually. <laughs> Oh my god. 
So who was it that was in your one of your favorite movies? One of my favorite movies, meaning Pretty Woman. Yeah. Who's the Pretty Woman? Who is she? Uh, uh, Richard Greer's in it. <laughs> Richard Greer, what? He's in it. He, he he's in it. Absolutely. Yeah. He plays yeah. What's what's her name though? That's Sandy Bowles. No. God damn it. It's not. It's not Sandra Bullock. It's not Sandy Bowles. No. <laughs> Jennifer Garner's the third. It's not Jennifer Garner. <laughs> she does. Jennifer Garner in there too. I mean, I don't remember the last one. Oh. If you like Alias, Jennifer Garner's your girl. <laughs> You ready to hear about the gays? Let's move on. Yes, <laughs> yes please. Let's move His on. inability to distinguish them pains me. They are they are three identical women. They are not. They are Sergio Bullock, Jennifer Academy Gardner, Awards would disagree. And the last one. Who's name I can't. Bullock, Jennifer Garner, and the last one. <laughs> Dare I say the most winningness winningest of them all? Please say the winningest of them all. Julia Roberts. Julia fucking Roberts. Julia Roberts is the uh, is the person that is in that movie. Thank you, editing. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> I'm not gonna edit that. But you bitch. I, I, I wish I would, cause. All right, so God damn it, gay Sagittarian women like these things. Apparently, here we go. I'm gonna read the book. Um, older females, nice mentors and intellectuals. Cool, fair into that. Athletes and glamazons. Down lookalikes. That look like them. Uh, it just do you, do you know what? that makes sense because that they are into mirrors. That's fair. Uh, money and travel, femme on femme, so like incredibly feminine women on incredibly feminine women. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, vanilla, boring. Uh, eat it. Um, outdoor sex. Wait, what's eat it? No, I didn't. Not, <laughs> I know it's, you're, yeah, I well know. done. Look at you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, outdoor sex, erotic massage, mutual worship. That's. Hmm. I'm actually. Got, I'm super here for that mutual worship. I'm. I'm surprised it's also mutual. It. Yeah. No. It's. It's. Yeah. Deep kissing. I'm there for that. Uh, cuddling, spooning, exhibitionism, stripping, erotic dancing, baths, grooming, spas, steam rooms, passive penetration. Um. Hmm. Vaginal. So she likes strapping it on. I mean, well, passive penetration to me just seems like fingering. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Usually, when it it's it's in parentheses, passive, right? Yeah. Uh, usually, that means. I mean, no. So usually, when it's like passive, it's being done to you, mm. according to this mm-hmm. book. Oh, okay. It's it's like something that's being done to you. Where it's active, it's something that you're doing to someone else. So, so passive penetration would be like someone else putting the strap on and doing it to you. 
Interesting. Oh, yeah. So they're into receiving. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. You know what? That makes that kind of makes sense for this. Uh, vaginal orgasm, G spot orgasm. That makes yes. sense. That also makes sense for the passive penetration. Passive ass play makes sense. Uh, rubbing, humping, uh, trivism, trivism. Mm-hmm. That just sounds like um, frottage to me. Like yeah. Okay. Sensual stimulation. Which it's foreplay. Get mm-hmm. in there. Uh, vibrators and dildos, passive light B and D, threesomes, couples, bisexuality, and male voyeurs. Ooh, okay, all right. So, so that's the, letting uh, others watch, particularly specifically males. males. Yeah, interesting, interesting. That's. Kind of a little bit surprising. How is that surprising? What's 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 going? What's no, going through I, your mind I, right I, now? I, I well, mean, a I, lot of times, uh, a lot of times the turn-ons are focused on one person and the partner that they're partaking with. So true. it's interesting to see that they would invite others in to watch them, and that would be one of their turn-ons. But then again, with with every no, bit of this, we've a sign, lot of like MMF threesomes yeah. and. Uh, MFF and conversations right. about them, or actually had them. <laughs> no, no, no. We actually have had have had them. No, in these I mean other in signs. the in the book, it will usually I'm, be I'm like being, I'm being facetious. I <laughs> yes, I. I yeah. <laughs> so it's surprising, but actually, I guess it does make sense because this particular sign enjoys being seen, right? So that That's would true, fit yeah. in with all of the rest of the mo that we have for this particular sign is Wait, being seen. What is the mo? Modus operandi. <laughs> oh my god! I, just, I, I was wondering if it was a sex thing. No, no, no it's not. All right, let's go ahead and dive into um, the couplings, the, the pairings. I really enjoy this, and I really have some theories about what kind of couplings we might see for this particular sign. Um, let's hear it. Starting again with the straight couples. Um, that's the Sagittarius woman and the Aries man. It says here, she's a clear conveyor of sexual messages. He readily readily acts upon them. Aries and Sagittarius share a body consciousness. Fitness is often a fetish. Sex is straightforward, spontaneous. No head trips, but never ho-hum. Oh, hey. With the the Taurus man sharing much in common, especially a need for attention, they clash when it comes to the essentials. She's happiest out in the world, but he prefers the pleasures of home. Still, sexually, it's sumptuous. Sumptuous. Look at these $10 words. With the Gemini man, Chris, pay attention. She lives large. He invites such expansiveness, living vicariously. She believes his strengths offer offset her weaknesses. Sex is touchy-feely, with lots of flirtatious foreplay. She encourages his looter tricks and touches. That sounds I mean, really awesome. I, I do believe we looked this up on a uh, <coughs> alternate site last time, and yeah. it was like the highest possible match between any two couples that's how aries is with sagittarius but yeah interesting all right with the cancer man she's unpredictable something he's unequipped to handle sexually she falls into a category fantasy fling they share a soulful ideology she uses sex to fasten his affections 
in bed, he'll feel like James Bond. <laughs> I love how you're just getting really ham on the sultry, sexy voice until you find something funny. And it's just like, James Bond. <laughs> I was trying to hold, hold I mean, there's a, there's a new James Bond movie about to what? come out. I didn't hear There's a new that. James Bond movie about to come out. You yeah, 007 in the sack. <laughs> Are you okay? You going to make it? I'm fine. I just think it's really hilarious. I'm sorry. Is that an ego thing? Like, I'm my not... goal is to feel like a total womanizing spy bastard in the bedroom. Okay. No one knows. He's right, not a cancer bastard. Man. Cancer he is a bastard, actually. He's, okay. a, he's an orphan. Right. Even more than a bastard. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Yep, that's fair. I mean, I... I I'm no, being <laughs> true to the movie, okay? <laughs> He'll feel like James Bond until he melts into her. All right. <laughs> Wait, what? You're doing Cancer! Great. Cancer man! Cancer man! Get yeah. on board! Can- right. Cancer man. <laughs> Here's to you, cancer males. With the Leo man, vigor and drive are what they share in common. Two colossal egos in tandem produce one of astrology's quintessential power couples. In bed, he's robust and ever ready. Sagittarius matches such hardiness. And this is Cancer with Sagittarius? This is Leo. Oh, oh, of course. <laughs> Fucking of course. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Fuck you, Leo. And he's not having fun. He's just sitting there listening to Leo going, uh, eat me. But listen to our Leo episode and come back. It was eye rolls. It really was. Leo, Audible eye rolls? To be fair, to be fair, <laughs> this book describes it in such a way as to leave you wanting to roll your eyes. I was about to say, I, I was having a great time in if, the book if you, you listen, something in such yeah, a If you way. listen to our Leo episode, you will also hate Leo's. Yeah. With the Virgo man, he sees potential, a beauty with brains, and sets out to sculpt Sagittarius in his grand vision. He's the rock, a stepping stone for her own ambitions. In bed, she expects him to burn with desire. But does he? Oh, I think Virgo was another guy that Did I didn't actually like. asked the question, but yeah. does he? But no, does Virgo, he? Virgo, I believe, was one of the guys I also didn't like because it was the... It was the guy who was described as the the shaper of Pygmalion. Yep. Where he, he puts yep. women on a pedestal and expects them to conform to his idea. Mm-hmm. His ideal. Yeah. Which is, ironically, the Coming Libra up. woman. <laughs> Don't forget. Um, with the Sagittarius woman and the Libra man, his intellectual assets combined with her commercial capabilities create a powerful, profound partnership. He's her muse. This pair proves it's possible to have it all sexually. They're into other couples. Nice. With the Scorpio man, her worldly radiance is kept under wraps. She's a valuable commodity who should only shine in his sphere. She, oh, he is such a persuasive partner, a departure. Sagittarius feigns being forced into acts. She's only all too eager to try. With the Sagittarius man, Sagittarius woman on Sagittarius man, like a god and goddess on Mount Olympus, two Sagittariuses make a mythic match. Together, (laughs) they feel entitled to the material wealth that seems to seek them. Sexually, this is the stuff of which legends are made. 
With the Capricorn man, slick Sagittarius and classy Capricorn man are drawn to the best circles in society, smoothly and successfully threading their way through the social fabric of their choosing. In bed, they're brassy and no holds barred. Brassy. And brassy. I like that. A big and brassy couple. <laughs> <clears throat> With the Aquarius man, they meet and lives are turned upside down. At first, they're formal, and then suddenly it's love and marriage. Love Aquarius <laughs> Aquarius learns to lavish attention in bed. <laughs> the estimable archeress won't accept anything less. And finally, with the Pisces man, each requires some solitude to survive this busy bond. Liberation might be their modus operandi. Everything else is secondary. Pisces reassures Sagittarius of her sex appeal, and she finds new ways to get him going. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, those are the straight couples and the gay couplings. Would you like to? Yeah, sure, yeah. You're like all about it. Let me get in it. All right, so Sagittarius. Ooh. You're good, right there. I know. Oh. <laughs> All right, so Sagittarius woman on Aries woman. Competitiveness creates a healthy sexual tension. Aries is the more overt character. Sagittarius keeps her emotions uncharacteristically cached. Superficially, it's a pitfall. Still, it's a homey, cozy twosome. Cozy. I like it. Um, a Sagittarius woman with a Taurus woman, they're a testimonial to the good life. Though Taurus is easily sated by simple luxuries, Sagittarius can't help but yearn for more, more, more. Even if they end up just friends, an erotic connection endures. Nice. With a Gemini woman, a winning twosome, Gemini yeah. rides strapping Sagittarius's coat. Yep, Simon Sagittarius coattails. Their partnership means more professional power, but business and pleasure blend beautifully. In bed, it's a question of who's the boss. As I uh, I mentioned earlier, I believe this is like the most like entwined couple with a uh, Gemini. Yeah. The Cancer Woman combination. They embody different aspects of womanhood. Here, opposites attract as much as they annoy. Physical contrasts are exploited for erotic potential. Still, on an emotional level, this couple struggles. Oh, none of those things were good. That's not good. None of them were. None of them are good. All yes, right. I, no, as I've said previously... Sagittarius and Cancer. Careful. Yeah, as I've said previously, I feel like what they actually want to say is in the gay couples. Like... <laughs> It's always They're there. definitely not they don't hold they don't hold they don't well. hold back. Yeah. Like the the straight couples it seems like they're just Oh, it's good. Just ignore it. You're you're fine. The gay couples is like, no, this is what we want to say. Like this is the truth. You gonna get it. <laughs> yeah. It's either gonna be good or it's gonna be bad. Also apply this to the straight couples because Because <laughs> please, we did our best to not know mm -hmm. Yeah, we wanted you to like feel like you were having a good time, but Really, pay attention here. Sagittarian and Leo women. A classic combination, friendship is foremost, but sexually they don't suffer. Arguments erupt over extravagant spending. 
Life is glamorous. Love making smacks of luxe. Pampering each other is a passion. I mean, it depends how much they like smacking each other. <laughs> wow. I picked up on two words. <laughs> Sagittarian and Virgo women, they approach life and love so differently. A bond between them is bound to be stressful. Inconsistency and unreliability are persistent pitfalls. Compromises must be made. Sex also exposes conflict. Jeez. Oof. No bueno. They don't sound very... It's not great. Compatible. Sagittarian and Libran women, they are each other's ideal, but in different ways. Libra challenges her love to utilize untapped talents. In turn, the scale... The scales gal is lifted beyond self-made sexual limitations. Often, it's a forever affair. Oh, well, that's there you good. go. There you go. So, Libras and Sagittarians. That's kind of surprising, but then again, it's like a ray of sunshine with kind of like a half ray of sunshine. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. You got some shades down, and then you got full bright on. Sagittarian and Scorpio women. They're a cloistered couple who will often relocate to a remote locale. Together, it's a life of learning. Self-concerns are the focus. Both are erotically accessed, especially together. They bond best in bed. Okay. Like, that sounds like one of the ones where it's like, we don't have, like, much positive to say, so we're going to say... Let's save it with sex. As much mm-hmm. as we can. Yeah. <laughs> as many relationships are. Let's save it with sex. I'm laying it for that, that, that nookie. I mean, that's why a lot of people get married. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sagittarian women and Sagittarian women. Here we Ooh, go. Sag on sag. Double, sa- double sign. Um, sag is more spontaneous and social in the presence of a signed sister, but a long-term bond proves difficult to sustain. With so little downtime, nobody's dealing with dilemmas. Sex is vigorous and revitalizing. Hot. Mm. <laughs> so That's- the se- the sex sounds like it's always good, but everything else just sounds like a chore. I feel like it would be so nice if sex was always revitalizing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? You know, I was about to make the joke that you were making seriously. <laughs> it's vigorous, but revitalizing. I, I, was, I was waiting for you to finish to be like, man, what if sex is just always revitalizing? It's like, well, you're making that seriously, so we're well, just going to let that uh, let that slide. Sagittarius woman and Capricorn woman. They consider each other stepping stones. Sagittarius's audacity and Capricorn's common sense combine their influence and affluence augment. In bed, it's a randy rumble to determine who's in charge. Both are exhibitionists. Ooh, randy. My least favorite word. That is my favorite. That's, that's my favorite They're so far. They're both exhibitionists. They're both just like, fuck you, I'm going to win. Like, yeah. That's the whole thing. Let's get into it, all of us together. Absolutely. All right. Um, Sagittarius woman and Aquarius woman. Anything's possible. The archer takes aim at the water bearer's grand plan and bullseye. Their partnership pays off. They're a sexy twosome, public about their lust, ecstatic circumstance surrounds them. Well, I'm 
glad that's that it good. Ended. Okay, it ends on a good note. I'm very glad that ended up well because I was imagining an <laughs> archer trying to murder someone who's just bringing She's like, water. No, we got this. Yeah, someone just <laughs> lifting water up from the stream is like, time to die, bitch. I got you. <laughs> Oh, this has been a good episode. Sagittarius woman and Pisces woman. One more. We're not done yet. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just One more. I'm glad about that. Sagittarius seems so aggressive to the pacifist Piscean. Later, the archer admires and even fears her partner's profound intuitive powers. Together, they have a greater purpose. In bed, both are passive aggressive. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't think it's a good thing, but <laughs> no. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I don't think it's. I really don't think it's a good thing. They're just leaving notes for each other, and it's very awkward. <laughs> just like, man, what if he licked me better? Like, what, what if you? <laughs> what if you just got all the way in there a little better? Yeah. Please? Can you please? Can you pay more attention to the clip? <laughs> It'd be real cool if you'd be willing wow. to try something new. Can you just give me the flat tongue next time? <laughs> <laughs> just going backward, leaving little sticky notes, and they're all over each other's bodies for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> they never notice until the next morning where they're just like, notes the where designated did this come medium from? for passive aggressiveness. <laughs> they really one hundred percent. Yeah, are. there's no uh, way they're not. Yeah, Is no, it, I totally agree. Yeah, no. Post-it notes were created by passive-aggressive people. There we go. There we go. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, you should definitely reach wow, out to Wow, you're going us. quick. Give us Whoa. some uh, some input. What do you think about what do you think about these these signs and the way that this book kind of portrays them? It's interesting to see. Do they know see. what the book is called? Yes. Yeah, they know. Yeah, we've actually by well, Starsky and Cox. Yeah, as opposed to Starsky and Hutch. Um, this is Sextrology, the Astrology of Sex and the Sexes. We've kind of mentioned it a few times, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, if you would yeah, like <laughs> to, don't apologize. If you would like to get in contact with us, as always, uh, we are at Kinkcast Podcast. Uh, always respond to any Twitter DMs or any of that. So mm-hmm. slip into those or just follow us. <laughs> uh, slip into or ask first. And um, also uh, at our uh, Gmail, you can send us any emails at kingguestpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, as always, the best thing you can do to help out the show is to give us a review on iTunes. Uh, give us five stars and that's uh, mandatory. You can't give less than that. Yeah, we only accept five stars or more. Um, well, I just—I don't think it's possible to give less. So, <laughs> so you might as well just give the five. Uh, stars. Throw yeah, it in there. Throw on, it in there. Yeah, on our uh, what is it? It's it's uh, Apple Podcast is what it is currently called. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows what it'll be called in six months or six months previous? Like if you're listening to us in the past, that's weird. <laughs> But uh, some people do, and it's okay too. You can listen to us, us in the past. No, no, no. There's lots of people that listen to us later. <laughs> that would be on. impressive. <laughs> so here's what they're saying: rate them highly on iTunes. Rate them highly on Twitter. Rate them highly it's on not iTunes. That's what we're saying. Oh my god! iTunes is gone. It is no, I legit like that's that's why I was. Going rate them highly thing. on whichever podcast source you hear. Apple Podcast. <laughs> Whatever podcatcher yeah. you listen to. Anything you listen to, uh, give us the reviews because they help. They do. More than anything else. And we appreciate your feedback. So reach out to us at kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com, at kinkcastpodcast on Facebook, or at kinkcast, just kinkcast on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I forget about that one. 
Yeah. Uh, Mary runs hosted, that one. Hosted by none other than our very own proud Mary. We love there her so much. There are some... I miss Proud Mary. There are some very interesting pictures on that. So Yeah, lots of butts. Lots of butts. Check it out. Yeah. All right. If you enjoyed this cast, uh, this podcast, we will definitely um, catch up with us next week as we dig into another topic. And we will see you then. Thanks so much for listening. Hold on to you. Up in the eye.